This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kevin. This is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, I am sitting down recording this at 4 in the morning on a mid-February day, Saturday morning. Um, After uh, getting ready for taxes and um, editing and preparing episode 150 here. Um, it's a long one, guys, uh, but it's a good one. It's a really good one. Um, it, it clocks in just under two hours with this intro and the outro. Probably be right about uh, two hours. I'm going to try to keep it quick, get you guys in and out. Um, but uh, 150, uh, we're going to sit down. Um, I'm going to sit down with Ben Wallace from the Pot of Love podcast uh, and play uh, Alex Roberts' Starcrossed. Uh, amazing game. Uh, and we do something silly with it, uh, with some comic book characters. Uh, I'm not going to bury the lead. It's with Venom and Eddie Brock. Uh, a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun playing the game. Um, I, I, you know, listening back to it, I still feel some of the um, uh, nervousness of like a first-time RPG player, tabletop role-playing game player. Uh, because I, I don't play a lot, so I, I still have some things to work out to become a better player. But um, you'll hear all that. Uh, the reason this episode clocks in so long is we played this live uh, at PAX Unplugged. And when I say live, I and mean, we were at PAX Unplugged playing it, we weren't playing in front of a crowd or anything. Um, but uh, the first uh, probably like 20 to 30 minutes of the episode is going to be going over the rules and setting up the game and setting up our world and stuff. Uh, and then the, the last hour and a half is the actual gameplay. And I decided to keep everything together uh, since this isn't a normal actual play podcast. Uh, I wanted to keep everything in one. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, before we kick over to the actual episode, um, I do want to take a quick minute to thank some people at the top of this. This is episode 150 of Everything is Awesome. Uh, and that's a, a huge milestone for, for any podcast. Uh, and as someone who has been podcasting since 2007, July 1st, going on uh, 12 years, you know, uh, in a couple months, 11 and a half years at the moment, um, honestly, this is the second longest running podcast I've ever done. Um, uh, happy Hour, uh, the second incarnation of that, who um, went somewhere around 167 episodes, maybe 170 some. Um, I would have to look at the, um, my, my storage devices to figure that out. But, 
Um, I, I, I called it quits around 167 and that was the longest running podcast I had ever done at that point. Um, despite, like I said, doing this for, for almost 12 years now. So everything is awesome is, is, uh, despite some bumps in the road, um, every so often and, and missing episodes and then catching up, uh, in big bursts at a time, like we currently are, uh, you know, has been my longest running podcast or will be, uh, very, very much so, uh, you know, by the time I hit by July 1st, uh, I don't know the episode number off the top of my head, but that, you know, well before then, probably, uh, everything is awesome. will will be blown past, even if 175 was, was how many episodes of half hour I did. Um, so, so despite the longevity of me doing podcasting, I always think that, uh, the number count is actually way more important. Um, guys like doom thugs who have done, uh, over 200 episodes at this point. Um, guys like, uh, our last week's guest, uh, Chuck Statton, who has done four over 400 episodes of his podcast. Tell him to you, Dave, over 400 episodes of his podcast, their podcast. So that number is way more important to, to me, I think, than, the actual um, length of doing a podcast, uh, because if that if it's not consistent or if it's not one specific podcast, um, there could be holes in that. So to do the same show over and over and over again is is a big achievement. And, and here we are at 150. Um, we've changed the formats up here and there for for special occasions. And this is one of those times. This isn't the normal show where we sit down and talk to someone for for an hour. And I enjoyed it. This is the type of thing I like to do for our specials. So um, I'll be back to wrap things up on the other end of this episode. Um, but here we are uh, at PAX Unplugged, uh, November of 2018, playing the game Starcrossed by Alex Roberts uh, with my guest Ben Wallace from the Pod of Love podcast right here on awesomepodcast.com, part of the That's Entertainment Podcast Network on thatentertains.com slash network. Here we are at PAX Unplugged Live, uh, except not in front of the audience. It's just, uh, yeah, you can pick up the microphone. That's, I figured there's going to be a lot of times where neither of us are talking during this game. Uh, and in lieu of editing, because I don't edit, we can have someone color commentate. Or uh, I could sing. Yeah, that works too. <laughs> you could like, do a golf like like a golf commentary as we're pulling from the Jenga tower. Okay. Like, and now Ben has reached for the piece of the bottle and and now he's you know he's pulling his hand back he's like oh, wait he's going for it like that kind of like yeah really, but qu- like quiet like whisper yeah uh for those that didn't pay attention <laughs> to the pre-intro uh let's introduce uh, our guest here this is episode 150 wow everything is awesome uh 50 episodes ago we did a uh, mission accomplished at amalgam comics and almost a year later uh i guess technically uh two weeks later or two weeks less than a year later oh wow uh here we are at pax unplugged in philadelphia pennsylvania uh doing episode 150 uh, we talked about doing this as a live show with a giant uh yes wooden uh tower block i don't know if we're allowed to say the name tumbling tower, tumbling tower. we call it tenga no uh, it's called a tenga tower tenga, yeah tenga tower uh, but yeah, let's introduce our, our guest for episode 150 here. Uh, ben, you start. Oh yeah, I'm Ben, and I am one of the co-hosts of the podcast Pot of Love, and I do other things. And I've been on the show before. Thanks for yes. having me back. Yes. My name is Mel. I'm also on Pot of Love. And this is the first time you've been on Everything is Awesome. Yes. It's not the first time I've heard it, though. <laughs> That's good. That's good to know. That's good to it's know. Like, it always feels good, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. I, I have a listener. <laughs> I have one. You have oh, at least man. two. We're sitting right here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm honored 
But I feel honored to be on episode 150. That's a big yeah. deal. And, and I do like to do, and it's funny because this is, a, we can all thank uh, James D'Amato for this Oops. because when I interviewed him a few episodes back, <laughs> I see Mel just <laughs> banged the table and we've got a tumbling tower on it. Sorry. So I'm like really nervous now about uh, how this is going to go. We'll get to the tumbling tower in a I liked, second. I like to add drama. We'll add that kind of drama to this, please. I like so, to add accidental drama. Yeah, oh, God. End of the game. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, James D'Amato, when I had him on as a guest to talk about his book. Yeah. Uh, he's, I, I was like, yeah, like it's been uh, like a hundred and some episodes since you've been on. We're almost at 150. He's like, oh, what are you doing? I'm like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is important. That's awesome. Uh, so did you, did James also introduce you to Starcross through one shot or did you find Starcross uh, through other things? That was probably through Twitter. I saw it promoted from probably both Jeff from Party of One and James from, from one shot. Um, my first, the first actual play I listened to of it was, you know what? It could have been hard points. It could have been hard points that introduced me. Yeah, to well, could have makes sense. Um, but it was it was one of the the big uh, two player podcasts out here in Philadelphia because uh, we are the capital of two player actual That's right. plays. That's right. Uh, Pot of Love, Party of One, and Hard Points. And soon there's going to be a new one because Blaine's starting a horror two player oh, podcast. Awesome. Like like very soon. It's called. Oh, he's going to kill me for not remembering the name. Uh, it's called Sexy Horror Podcast. It with with, with Blaine three Martin. X's with Blaine Martin. <laughs> oh goodness, it's not at all what it's called. But uh, yeah, Blaine's starting one too, so we're gonna have another one Philly based also that's very awesome. very soon. That's yeah. very cool. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, that's what, that's what we're doing today. Uh, to bear, not to, to bury the lead, we're playing Starcross, uh, a game from Alex Roberts, uh, who will be our guest next week. Oh, I didn't know for that. One fifty one. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, we interviewed Alex too, and she yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, and I've wanted to talk to her for quite some time on the show, and. Um, it just it's it, like, like that group of podcasters from the One Shot Network are very hard to get a hold of. Uh, but you seem to have done a pretty good job. Yeah, I, I'm t- uh, I'm two for three. I'm still my. I'll I, say in my experience though, Alex, especially if Alex listens to this, was not hard at all to get a hold of. I but, no, yeah. I never tried. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. I, it, once I once I told her about the idea of what we yeah. were doing today, she's like, "Oh, that's great." I was like, "Can you be a guest on the show?" And she's like, "Yeah." So it's she's not so she, good about yeah. that. She had no problem. She was on our show so early in its existence, mm-hmm. and it was during the Kickstarter. It was just so awesome having her on. We had such a great time with her. I, I also very specifically just know how busy like that whole oh, group yeah. of uh, one shot podcast people are, and I try not to like annoy them with asking unless like there's something very specifically. And I missed the boat on like helping promote this, so I I, didn't, I was like oh, I'll wait till there's a reason, and then this is the reason like I get to talk about Starcross with her after we play because I've never only time I play RPG games, uh, role playing games uh, are on podcasts basically. So uh, I'm excited to play this. Yeah, it's and, an amazing game. It's one of my absolute favorite games. And so far, it's only we only do have played two games on our podcast, yeah. and this is one of the two. So you know, so, it's a and, special place in our heart. And um, I guess uh, Star, and you can correct me on anything I, I mess up here with Starcross. But Starcross uh, is a, a game of it's on my cheat sheet here, uh, the two-player game of Forbidden Love by Alex Roberts, uh, where you really, really want to, but you really, really can't. Exactly. Did I get no, that? Is that the elevator pitch? Yep, I nailed got it. Um, and. I don't know how this came up, but we were, you and I were talking about this, and I was like, <gasps> Venom and Eddie Brock. It's because we found out there was a like romance scene basically yeah. between Venom and Eddie Brock in the movie, and we we're like, oh my god, that's the greatest idea for a Starcross. Yeah, so, yeah. Which, I mean, guess it was born. And it kind of like I don't know if it is because like they are together at all times, which that's will be true. the interesting part of this to figure that dynamic out. I think it's. <laughs> 
Yeah. So yeah, do you want to jump into the rules and then we can get yeah, to that? Yeah. So so uh, Ben has played this game twice before on Pot of Love with with Mel, uh, and so you guys that's are the resident experts. I've played it three times too because I played oh, with Blaine that's right. That's right. on Pot of Love too. And are you gonna play? Like are you gonna play with Blaine on the sexy horror podcast? Uh, no, Blaine and I aren't playing because Blaine and I already played a horror. Uh, no, I guess Starcross isn't on his list of ones. I was thinking Dread, but. Uh, Blaine and I are going to be playing something on that, and I don't remember what we're playing either, so I'm very bad at that kind of thing. But no, Blaine and I are not playing this on our sexy horror podcast, but I guess we theoretically we could. Do you want me to explain how the game works? Yeah, so uh, we're going to have Ben and uh, and then Mel has to chime in to fix anything. Uh, I don't know if I can fix it, but I'll try my best. How the game works? No, thank you. Uh, so, as you said, you make characters who want to but can't. Mm hmm. And then you build a precarious tower of wooden bricks. This is from the game, but the wording is so much better than I could come up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precarious uh, is the right word. You play a series right of word. scenes as your characters take turns describing what they do. You pull bricks from the tower when you increase the attraction between them. If the tower falls, then you fig then you like sort of calculate how you act on your feelings afterward. If it never falls, you conclude your story, never having acted on your feelings, and then you tell the end of your story. So to get set up. Um, the first thing we do is you decide, so this sort of jumps in where okay. we just were, what we were just discussing, and then we can explain a little bit of the logistics of the game. Well, and, and so before we start that part of the setup, the, the, there is like the pre-setup to the, the Tenga Tower is just as intense, I think, as the game. Like, yes. Oh, because we already did the early pulls. Yeah. yeah so, you so you're to, already feeling tense. Yeah, we did the early pulls, and it's like, oh my god, the whole tower moved when I went after this one block. <laughs> So the thing yeah, is, I think I, I think I see some sweat on both of your foreheads. Yeah, right? It's happening. So you haven't played Dread either, I'm, I'm guessing. No, no, no. So uh, this game was birthed from Dread, which is a horror RPG that uses a Tenga Tower, Tumbling Tower, uh, to create tension and kill characters. In that game, when the tower falls, your character dies. And whenever you want to do something difficult in that game, you pull from the tower. This game is so brilliant because it takes that like tension that the tower becomes an emblem of tension in that game. It becomes it becomes the symbol of dread. It becomes the the um, totem that sort of holds the dread of the game. That you when you look at it, you feel the dread, and it embodies the dread that you feel. And uh, in this game, it's sort of not dread, but tension and attraction. And so like it's like the not the part of you that doesn't want to give into the feelings. Because we all know what it's like to want to give in the feelings of attraction. Like, you know, but to the it's harder to identify not wanting to give in to the feelings. And the tower becomes the totem of sort of your tension of not wanting to give in to the feelings. But, oh, my God, we might just do so. Yeah, yeah. And, like, the, it becomes sort of a totem of that. So, yeah, you, it does an amazing – it's such a great design. Uh, I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yes. Um, I, I loved every actual play that I've heard of it so far. Uh, and I guess you guys have played it the most out of all the podcasts that have done it. So. We've done, on our show, we've done three actual yeah, plays. Yeah. And, I, so, and I've listened to you guys done it, and then uh, Heart Points and Party of One and, and One Shot. So I've yeah. listened to it a handful of times. Uh, I keep I, always say to Mel, we should play these games when we're not doing actual plays sometimes just for fun. And then we never really do, but we do something. But that's so much content. And that, yeah, well, yes, and. for us, though. <laughs> yes, and we barely have time to record our own podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I just, like, wonder how much it changes our dynamic. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe we play the same way. I don't, I honestly don't know. Yeah. But, uh, do you, uh, so we, uh, let's see, to get ourselves ready, um, the one thing you're going to want to know um, so the tough thing is the reason. Maybe we could do that first. Um, we're going to come up with a situation where two people are irresistibly drawn to each other. Um, 
but are prevented from expressing how they feel. Yes. And so we already know we want to play Eddie Brock and Venom. So here's the question. Mm. Why is it that Eddie Brock and Venom are, like, what is keeping them apart? Well, first, you want to say, what for people who are listening, maybe, what has brought them together? Well, and you have a specific you know, way you want to approach that, right? Uh, yeah, well, I think, so, so in this world of, of uh, the Spider-Verse, uh, I think it's, you, we're, we're going to not really think much about the canon of Marvel that they have in there, only because like, I, don't, I don't know it that well. Um, so we're not going to be playing by those rules necessarily, but we're also not playing by the movie rules where Spider-Man doesn't exist. He, so, so very specifically... Isn't it, uh, I didn't see the movie, but in the film, isn't it supposed to be Marvel adjacent? Like it yeah. could exist with the... Could. It could exist with the MCU. The, yeah. the, the, Sony wants to uh, um, eventually have Venom and Spider-Man go head-to-head. Yeah, I heard that um, they're really talking now about a Spider-Man universe, a Spider-Verse, because of the new movie coming out and because of the Venom movie yeah. success of having Sony's own cinematic universe that's that's just Spider and that it's adjacent to the Marvel so that they can interact with its own cinematic universe. Yeah. That's like sort of the talk I heard. Uh, and, and Venom, so... so a real quick, I haven't gotten to talk about Venom really much at all, and I won't spoil anything for you uh, or the audience, but it is so crazy. It's a movie that should not have happened. It's a movie that should not work uh, because the, the, what makes Venom like kind of special is that he's basically birthed from Spider-Man, uh, and that doesn't happen here. Um, and, and it's just it's such a crazy movie. That ends up being like so good, but really? bad at the same time. Like it's awesome. Tom Hardy's accent changes seventy-five times in that movie, like from different variations really? of American dialect, uh, and uh, and and it's like not a it's not a good movie, but it's also the best movie. Like I I not only did I want to see it a second time just to kind of get that Venom feel um, and get that buddy cop slash romance. Um, like romantic comedy feel that the movie really does exude uh, before we played this, but I also want to see it numerous times. It's a movie that I will watch forever, and I think everyone should watch. I want to see it. I'm very excited. It's about it. It's good, um, but so so I think in in, in our this, scenario, yeah. mm -hmm. um, I, I, it's going to hopefully have the vibe of the movie. Okay, uh, but really, like I think this is going to be the traditional origin point where, you know. Venom came from whatever home world he came from because he was attached to Spider-Man. And then the bell towers, how Spidey got it ripped off. And then it, it, it got attached to Eddie Brock. Okay. And that's how they came, they meet and they okay. come together. So it came off of Spidey uh -huh. and now it's on Eddie. Yes. Okay. All right. So we know how they came together. Yes. So now the question is what's keep now, what's keeping them apart in terms of attraction and sexuality, yeah, that's the question. This is interesting because they're always together. And, and but you know what it is. I, here's here's my yes. pitch. I think my pitch is, and and let me know if you, there's anything you want to change here. Yeah, sure. Um, I think my pitch is that uh, uh, Venom, the symbiote, needs to have a human host to survive. Okay. So it's literally life or death for Venom. Uh huh. Uh, and for Eddie, I think it's the the power. He's it's, uh, what he. You know, he doesn't want the symbiote on him, but once it's on him, he he feels the power that it gives him. So I think that's what it is. Like that, they're they're they're. 
I don't know if I answered the question. No, because you want to know what, what oh, what's keeping them apart. What's keeping them right? apart? What's right. keeping them from so so in this version of so I guess in this version of it, they're not only do they have the traditional relationship, but they also have a deeper attraction that has gone yeah. unspoken between the two of them. Like okay. like they realize that they have some sort of love or romance or sexual attraction. Yeah, well, because that's that's littered in the comic book. They literally have babies. <laughs> Oh, do they? <laughs> like, see, like, like Carnage is technically the offspring of Eddie. And I don't think I Venom. knew that. Okay. Yeah, and then and there's like, but there's, but that was like a pain. That was like nothing. That meant nothing. There's like a new version of that where there was love involved with it. Um, so what keeps them uh, at this point in their story that we're going to be playing out today? What's keeping them so, from like talking about that nature of the relationship or acting on those feelings or even discussing them or you know airing that part of it? So I, I want to. So let's say this. So so Venom, they're they're together out of almost a need, um, but why they aren't acting on their feelings? I think is because like they kind of look at each other um, as as less than the other so like to Brock Venom is this parasite that's basically infected him but he's like addicted to that drug so he can't kick it uh, but he has what he really doesn't want to he would choose to get rid of it if he could oh okay and and Venom can't live without a human host uh, so as much as uh, Venom looks at Eddie as you're just a filthy human who I see I'm better than um I need you to live. So I don't I hope that answers it. Yeah, I think it will. And we can flesh it out as we flesh yeah. out the character sheets okay. and we decide who's playing what we can sort of flesh that out more in detail. So uh, all right, so we know what brought them together and we have a general idea, our beginning of an idea what keeps them apart. Um, and so now we decide who's gonna play which character essentially and and really who's gonna be the lead and who's gonna be the follow because yes. the question is uh, which which Eddie Eddie Brock or Venom who will be the lead and who will be the yeah, follow. That's, that's Just the, to say a little bit for listeners about what that yeah. means. In the game, you have one character who plays the lead and one who plays the follow. The lead starts every scene and goes first in every scene with action and uh, can only make certain moves. And the follow ends every scene and can only make certain moves. The lead can just... Um, everyone can describe your character's movement and um, descri- you do what's called a move. You describe your character's movement in a scene, or you describe a detail in the environment. So I could say, you know, I lean up against a wall and I gaze out on the sunset. I don't know, you know, or you could say like, um, or you could just say, the the sun is setting and the sky is a pink and purple hue. Those are moves. Okay. One is doing an action, or like I kick the car tires. Or, you know, one is describing a scene. Uh, the car tire looks like it's like low on air. Okay. You know, those are both moves. Um, the lead can intentionally touch the follow once per scene and intentionally reveal something personal about themselves once per scene. The uh, follow can unintentionally touch the lead once per scene and unintentionally reveal something personal once per scene. Whenever you do those, look who is approaching our actual play right now is Mr. Jeff Stormer. Mr. Jeff Stormer. What's up, Superstar? Oh, no. <laughs> hey, uh, What's happening, happening here? Is this a podcast? This is a podcast. I don't know. I don't know about doing this. <laughs> this you don't is, know about doing podcasts? I don't know if I feel comfortable on a microphone. This is episode 150 of Everything is Awesome. Oh, well, all right then. Uh, Congratulations. Are, thank you. Thank you. We are uh, playing Starcross. I see that. Uh, and this is when I just punch it. <laughs> and I say, and I say, now kiss. <laughs> So you do now. It's appropriate because you're on the Venom microphone, and I kind of like when you edit this that it just sounds like Venom right now. Like you can't tell it's Jeff; it's just Venom. Just 
You're just like, the Venom's, the symbiote shows up. Things go off the rails. I don't think you've actually met Mel, have you? I don't believe that. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we only met on the interwebs. Yeah, we met on the internet. internet. It's, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. I love your bow tie. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, you fancy are fancy Friday. It's fancy Friday. You don't give it's up. extremely hot. <laughs> I know. I am We're shedding die. clothes over here. I am dying. <laughs> I'm regretting wearing a long sleeve shirt under this this t-shirt. But also, it's freezing outside. It is and cold. Raining. So like, oh, is it raining? Oh, yeah, it started to rain. Yeah. Did you just get No, I've been okay. here all day. But I went out for a soda and a pretzel because I was overstimulated. Yeah. So what I needed was caffeine. Yeah. So I figured. <laughs> it is the right call. Just dug out for a little bit. So you weren't hanging out with us, which means you missed the free coffee. Because Mel hooked everybody who was with us up with free coffee. That's fine. I don't drink coffee. It's all, it's all good. There we go. Yeah. Uh, but if you want a coffee, I'll buy you one. No, I appreciate it. I don't, I don't, I'm not a coffee drinker. I mean, he drinker, just said he doesn't drink coffee. I know, but I just didn't want him to feel left out. <laughs> you can get, get the extra lunch. the offer. It's not, I don't, that doesn't mean I'm, a, I'm, not, doesn't mean I'm, I'm rude. <laughs> that was just me drinking coffee on air. So well, yeah. well, anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to disrupt any more of the game. No, I'm glad to come by and say hello. On my podcast. So. No, no, I'm glad. I wanted to be able to see you. Sort, of, I, sort I, of a I Christmas special style walk-on cameo, yeah. and I feel very good well, about it. I, I was telling the, I was telling Ben and Blaine earlier today that I'm in the process of trying to hack mission accomplished for a Christmas good. themed uh, good, good, uh, mission good. for a Christmas special uh, on everything as awesome. Good, good, so good. See if I can make that happen. That'll be very good. <laughs> What? Well, hey, enjoy the rest of your game and congratulations yeah. on 150 episodes. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right, okay, see you around, Jeff. We'll see you around. I have to salute Jeff because he's, you know. Oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. All right. What a nice, what a nice surprise that was. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. I forget what I was explaining. Uh, you were on the follow. Oh yeah. So, oh, oh, I know. So I explained both of the moves that lead and follow can do. Now both of them can do the opposite once per seat, once per the whole game. Okay. So like the lead can unintentionally touch the follow once for the whole game. The big one is that the follow can only intentionally touch once the per once per game. Uh, so here's the real trick though. Whenever you do those those moves, the touching, whenever you touch or reveal something personal about yourself, that's when you pull from the tower. Okay. And you mark down every time you do that. Um, and so those are the uh, those are the rules. That's basically so, how you play. So it's at most in a scene you're going to be pulling two blocks. Well, no, four, because, wait, one, two, three, four, well, each. So, yes. like, and so technically you could do, once per game, you could end up doing, I mean, I could do four, you could do eight if you did everything in one scene. Yeah, but yeah, that yeah. would be very rare, but, yeah. Okay. Normally right. you're doing once or twice in the scene. Okay, okay. Your All right. Cool, 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 cool. Depends on how quickly you jump into touching and revealing personal yes. things. And I think this is, it, it's, I, I don't know, I would like to hear your thoughts on who you think, as far as character is concerned, Who's yeah, going to follow? Because it's a great question. I feel like uh, when it comes to intentionally touching, uh, I think that could be Venom, right? Because he's literally like he's clinging on for his life. Or it's like, uh, yeah, he has to be on him yeah. at all times. But then when it's uh, intentionally revealing, I don't think that's a Venom thing. I almost feel like that, like maybe Eddie would intentionally reveal something before Venom would. Oh, uh, that's interesting. Um, so I don't know, like what makes well, the most sense. Well, I mean, sense. technically. Maybe the intentionally touching. Oh, that's interesting. I'm trying. They're always together, right? But we have to because they're always sort of touching. We should really decide what touching means in this context. Yes, and, and I think what it is for because, like, obviously, whenever the symbiote is exposed, and and it's um, playing in the rules of the movie, where like he he can kind of look at Eddie, 
while coming out of his body. Okay, right. Uh, like, Eddie could physically touch if he wanted to, because then it's kind of separate but not. Right. Whenever the symbiote's out and touching Eddie can be touching Eddie. I think when it, when when you don't see um, Venom, that's like when they're not touching. You know what I mean? When 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 Venom is on the inside, if that is, if I gather how that works, uh, the parasite works. Venom stays on the inside of his skin, basically. And sometimes he just becomes Venom, right? Yes, yeah. Right. Like he'll just like he'll just quickly overtake his body, right? So I think we can say, as far as the rules of, of touching, is whenever uh, they can communicate with each other, and and when when Venom's inside his body, that doesn't mean they're touching, right? Though, I think like, it, technically they are. No, no, not. I think you have to say that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, I think the only time, the only opportunity for them to touch each other is when either Venom's out on on, Ven, on Eddie's body, which I think we can also we also have to. Do, I think we maybe need to clarify, like if Venom is taking over, yes, uh, and and doing whatever he does as Venom, is that counting as a touch? We could say, I think it'll depend on the context of the scene. So we should probably leave that more vague so okay. we can sort of decide in a scene yes. what feels right. Yeah, yeah, because I think there could be times when, when Eddie's hidden and Venom's out, and that doesn't count as touching because I think, cause I think we're going to have to have Venom-centric scenes as well. Yes. Okay. So the question is, who is more of the lead and who is more of the follow? Remember that the lead sort of drives the scene and, like, starts the scene. Um, and it's more of, like, that's the person who's sort of, like, leading the relationship. Yeah. And, like, the who, so who between Eddie Brock and Venom is more the driving force of their relationship, the more is more the one who's, like, pushing them forward, pushing them ahead. I, I, it's, it's hard. I feel like it's, I feel like there's a, some sort of combination. I, I, yeah. It's tough. I wonder, I wonder if we approach it this way. Is it easier for the human part of this being to be the lead, or is it easier for the the, right. the alien part of it right. to be the lead? And I think when you break it down, I think it's probably Eddie. Do you think it would be easier to be the lead? Because theoretically, he's the one that is going to be living life day to day on a regular basis, where and exposed to the world. Although it depends on what their goals are, because if their goal is to like find and kill Spider-Man, yeah, in that way, probably. Well, I don't know. Either one of them could be the lead in that way, because like cause, because yeah. Eddie really wants to kill Spider-Man. Yeah, because because at this point with Venom, he knows that that Spidey is Peter, right? So and, and so Eddie doesn't like Peter. Venom doesn't like Spidey. Together, I like the dynamic that Eddie is like driving them to go forward, but the the, the symbiote is a little hesitant actually, because the symbiote's got what he wants the most, yes, yes. which is up someone to be on, yeah. and alive. Maybe he doesn't want to go out and do all the things that he does. So maybe okay. Eddie's like kind of pushing right, yeah. them out. So, I like the idea. So right, Eddie's the lead. Eddie's the lead. And Venom will be the follow. follow. So now right. the question is, which one of us plays which? Uh, do you have that, preferences? I, I see. I, I don't have a preference. I should stay, state that we do have a separate microphone that yeah. we kind of already hinted at that uh, Jeff was on. Uh, spoiler: right. The earlier Venom voice you heard was Jeff Stormer. Uh, <laughs> Are you? Is he going to sound like Venom um, when he does that? One hundred percent taking that track. <laughs> <laughs> Just editing it to be Venom. <laughs> I'm not making any changes to it. So if anyone else walks up and starts talking, we should give them the mail oh, mic. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So that not everybody who appears sounds yeah. like, but uh, it's amazing that Jeff is Venom. That's yeah, so good. Yeah. Jeff is part part Venom. Uh, going forward, yeah, should go on mic four. Yeah, right. Uh, but the, the Venom mic is, uh, I was okay with that. I knew that was going to Oh, that happen. was, that's yeah. so good. Uh, so, but yeah, so. Um, which one of us is going to play which one? Uh, I, I don't know. Is there, and you guys might have a better idea of this, like, is someone who's new to this game is it easier to play a certain role as like a newcomer to this game 
Do you have a lead or the follow? Do you have a preference? Do you think? So I think it actually depends on your actual personality because the first time we played, Ben was like, why are you the follow? I mean, the lead when your character is the follow because I'm very forward. So she was playing a lead in that game. But not even on purpose, you know? So if you feel comfortable being the lead or more comfortable than Ben does or vice versa, then you should take it on for well, your first playthrough. What do you feel? What is your strongest? I, I am. What do you feel? Because I'm leading towards, and, and don't let this influence yeah, yeah. you, I, I feel like I'm probably better suited for the follow. But if it, I, you pick, like, I want you to be, you're the guest. I want you to pick what oh, you think yeah. is, it, you know, makes you more I comfortable. I think either one of them will be challenging because, like, part of me thinks, like, oh, playing Venom was weird, right? But, like, also... Playing Eddie Brock might be a little weird because I don't really know. I mean, I know things about Eddie yeah, Brock. Yeah, I like. I know that he's a reporter. I know that. I've, I mean, I've read his bio, but yeah. I forget most of it. Yeah. But like, how he is as a person and role playing him yeah. is like a little. It'll be my version, obviously. Yeah, not exactly. Eddie yeah. Brock. Um, so I'm okay with either one. So if you want to play uh, the follow okay. and you want to be Venom, I'm All fine right. with that. All so right. I'll be. Eddie. Is this one mine, by the way? No. No, that one's. Yeah, that. I'm good. I got okay. it. Okay. All right. I forgot that that one spilled all that. Sorry stuff. about that. All right, so so on the follow, uh, which is Venom. Yes. All right. So now that we have that figured out, uh, yeah. we are almost a half hour in. Okay. So we'll. Uh, there's not much left to explain for setup here, right? And no, we're okay. basically going to make the characters and then we can start playing. Okay. So so, the, so we're going to take a moment to fill out our character sheets. All right. So uh, I'll be, So the first one is who am I? For me, that's easy. Yeah. And for you, it's easy too. Yeah. Uh, and then you decide what your most attractive feature is. What is my? As I do my own, and then we switch and say what's attractive okay. about the other one. So, so uh, what is what is Venom's most attractive feature? What, what uh, let's see, my most attractive feature. Uh, are, are those big white eyes? Uh, do, 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 do. What are two things about me? I I decided to say driving motivation. I don't know if okay. it's actually true about Eddie Brock, but I feel no. like he's sort of driven. Yeah, no, I think I think that's accurate. Um, okay, and then we switch, and so it's going to be two things that the other person doesn't realize are attractive. So I'm going to write two things right. that I find attractive about Venom, but you don't realize okay. are. Uh, and and same, same thing with Eddie. So, uh, well, let's see. Uh, let's see. I, I feel like Eddie, uh, the confidence. I actually don't know if this is true. I wanted to. Let me ask you a question. Does Venom also hate Spider-Man or just Eddie, really? Uh, well, I think Eddie has more hatred toward uh, Peter, Peter than he does right um, Spider-Man. Right. Um, well, but does Venom actually hate Spider-Man? I, I think so, because I think there's also like some weird like relationship that he misses from Spider-Man. Uh, but... You can tell me if this is too similar. Too similar here. Okay. Uh, no, it doesn't. I wrote down confidence and drive. For All right. Drive. Okay. You yeah, know that's good. And I wrote down for things you don't know are that your power. Yeah. Okay. Like raw power and okay. uh, hating Spider-Man, which is maybe a little bit of a cop out for attractiveness, but. No, I think that I think that works because I think Venom, um, or I think Eddie, because Eddie knows that Spider-Man and Venom are the same, he would find that attractive in Venom that he hates the same person. Different reasons, but same person. 
Now, the next two questions are interesting. It's why can't I act on my feelings, which we discussed a little bit, and specifically for you, for Venom, and for me, for Eddie Brock. Okay. And then, then really the harder question, why is that important to you? Ooh, okay. It's like, what about that is important to you? And that's, that's where you really have to think about the psychology yeah. of this character. So, why can't I act on my feelings for Eddie Brock? And, and I'm, I think I'm going to kind of keep it vague, like we said earlier, and where I say uh, mere human. Mere human, a.k.a. Fleshbag. Uh, and then why is that important to me? Can I ask you another Eddie Brock question? Because yes. I think I remember this, but didn't, yeah, the whole thing was why he hates Peter Parker. It has uh, to do with his family, is that right? Uh, I think it has to do with the Daily Bugle work. Oh, okay. Uh, um, uh, and you can keep it that vague, I think. I thought you know. Eddie, didn't Eddie lose his family? I don't, uh, you know what, did Eddie, no, that was Flash Thompson. Um... I don't. Okay, I was gonna. I think it has something to do with like him being a reporter and Peter oh. also being a. I thought there was something about losing photographer. Maybe it has to do with why he doesn't want to be with. Maybe I mean in this canon, we, that could be That's our canon. True. That could be our canon. What, um, yeah. I, I'm okay with uh, pissing off some comic book fanboys. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, maybe in this world, I don't know how he lost his family, but maybe like there's like someone that. I long to love that I can't be with anymore, and so I still hold on to that. And, and you know, uh, how could Peter be yeah. responsible for that though? Like he allowed. Uh, no, you know what it is. I think later Peter Parker. I think Spider-Man saves the, someone he loves life, okay. and that's when he decides later he doesn't hate him anymore. So we could do a reverse of that. Okay. Maybe like Peter failed to save. Maybe Spider-Man failed okay. to save. Okay. Uh, um, someone that Eddie cared about, and okay. so and I miss that person, which is why, like. I feel torn between yeah. Venom and the person that I love. Yeah, okay. That I okay. can't be with anymore. Uh, and uh, so, why is it important to me? I think Venom thinks that his alien race is superior uh, than humans. I think I found a better motivation, too, which I can include. We can own to get rid of the first one, but also I think Eddie values his humanity, and he doesn't want to lose it. Okay, that, so no, I like that. He's afraid of like losing his humanity I like that. to the alien. Because yeah. I wrote down as my reason I can't act on it. I would never be with an alien like him. Okay. And I think the reason why that's important is because I don't want to lose my humanity. I do want power, yeah. but I am afraid of losing my humanity. And I and for, for Venom, I, I and I, I kind of kept it vague just so because it's, I think it's hard to, to make it uh, specific for this game. Uh, why I can't act on my feelings is, is because you're a human and I like you're just a flesh bag. You're, you're, you're there for me to live. Um, but why is that important to me is because like I, I view my alien race as a superior thing to humans. Uh, and it would be like, and I, I didn't write this down, but it could be like the alien race of these symbiotes would like shun me away from. Oh, yeah. Family, yeah, community. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. They'd shun me away for, for um, loving a human. That's great. That's great. So there's one more thing you can do in the game I didn't mention, which is you can talk to each other. You can talk to each other as much as you want, but here's the only caveat. You have to talk on your turn while you're doing a move. So you can't just speak as a move. You have to describe a movement and okay. speak or describe a detail in the environment while you're speaking. And here's the real trick. While you're talking to each other, you have to be touching the tower somewhere. Okay. The entire time you're speaking and also not touching the table. So, so when, if I want to talk to you in character, in character, I have to make it part of a move. Make it part of a move. So, if I'm saying that, uh, that like the sky is cloudy today, Venom then says this to Eddie, and then I say yes. You'd be like, um, 
we notice that the sky is cloudy. Okay. As Venom says. Okay. And then perfect. Would say Venom perfect. says something. Perfect. Or like I might be like Eddie walks across the room and picks up his, you know, camera and says to Venom, you know, perfect. Okay. It's time for us to go out. You know, like yeah. that kind of a thing. Gotcha. So you're sort of cinematically describing something while you're doing perfect. it. Perfect. Okay. Um, or you know, revealing something intentional or touching the other while speaking. Okay. Perfect. You know, perfect. just doing any move. Right. So we can start now. Uh, and so, are you ready? Ready to give us? Yeah, a, let's do it. Let's let's see what happens here. The first scene is called an introduction. Okay. Okay. So the props for these scenes in this game are just that brief. Okay. That's perfect. it. An introduction. Okay. So we decide together what this scene will look like. Well, I mean, I think uh, it's. I, I think this is perfect. It's it's great as uh, Venom is being separated from Spider-Man in that bell tower scene, uh, and he's he's. Grouping himself onto Eddie Brock, yeah. who's down below. Can you remind me why is Eddie there? He is there. Uh, let's say for I don't know the exact reason. Let's say for this canon, though, yeah. he's there uh, reporting on whatever's happening. Like, there, let's say there's uh, Spider-Man in the black suit is chasing the Green Goblin. Okay. Uh, and um, and Eddie was there to report on it, and then Spider-Man is doing his thing to get rid of Venom because he realizes it's making him a monster or whatever, and thus that's why he's there. I think that's. I think it's all. Uh, no, we are playing Starcrossed. Starcrossed. Is that a mic game? A mic game, or are you just recording? Oh no, we're recording it for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It looked like Jenga to me, but with microphones. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's kind of that, but with yeah, kind of. Thanks. We drew attention. I saw some interest in what we're doing. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, what was I saying? Um, yeah, so that's a, a, that's perfect. Okay. That's a perfect uh, introduction scene. All right, so I think we can just start there. Perfect. So I'm the lead, so that means I'm going to have to go first. So we'll start the scene. We'll take turns. Don't forget to talk into your Venom mic yes. when you're doing Venom's voice. And, 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 and just... Uh, You've been doing pretty much the, good the whole time. Just make sure you're talking oh. to the top, the top of the microphone. My bad. Yeah. Now you're. You, I, I, I just Hopefully, I, I got that for the other recording we did earlier. You, I don't. For the most part. For right. the most part. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It, it picked it up enough to where we can boost it. All right. All right. It's hard to remember. I'm not used to these kinds of mics. That's so. fine. All right. Um, so let's see. Uh, how are we going to begin? So the lead always starts every scene. Oh, and the follow. You know, you end the scene whenever you want as the follow. Okay. So you can just be like, scene end. Okay. Perfect. And I, I also want to explain that not only do we have the Venom mic, I also have uh, our uh, my XY mic set up to catch the, the capture the sound of the Jenga tower, the Tenga tower following, uh, following nice. if in case it falls. So awesome! So all right, uh, yeah. So let's all go. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, Eddie uh, has been chasing um, Spider-Man and Ven like Spider-Man in the black suit and the Green Goblin across the city, and he and, and is exhausted and sort of shoves the doors of this bell tower open um, and uh, sort of collapses almost inside, just like panting from like the chase of trying to follow Spider-Man and the Green Goblin in this as he's reporting on it across the city. Okay. Uh, and I think this is actually going to end up being uh, an unintentional reveal. Oh. Uh, all right. Go for it. Nice. I love uh, it. Do I describe it first and then yeah, pull yeah. Okay. Yep. So um, as that chase is happening, uh, uh, Spider-Man is realizing what Venom is doing to him, uh, and uh, he—he's from previous experience knows uh, what the the symbiote's weakness is. So when he's under the bell tower, he's he's ringing it, uh, and it's it's 
painful to Venom. Uh, extremely, extremely painful. So what he's unintentionally revealing in this moment is is that he can feel pain from sounds, uh, and and this is he's literally tearing himself away from his human host uh, in this moment. Uh, and I have to draw now. Let's see. It's too easy. It's too easy. Oh my gosh, yeah, but you left us with, like, there's a row already at the scene one where it's just one in the middle. That's fine. Boy, That's you really talking about just going for it. Goodness gracious. Um, all right, I'm going to, I think Eddie, and then, yeah, mark down your unintentional for the scene. Eddie um, watches as whatever this is that he doesn't understand peels itself off of Spider-Man and just watches as I'm going to set you up here so much watches as it like falls you know down from above like towards him okay. and watches as it falls see I set you up yeah. see, now this is interesting I, there's one or two moves uh, that, that I can go for here I could go for my one time only intentional touch because that's what I set you up sort of for. Yeah, because because it could be unintentional, where he's just falling and, and landing on Eddie. It could be. But I feel like the 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 more uh, realistic thing that's happening here is, is is Venom is in pain. He's getting ripped off. He ripped himself off of Spider-Man because of that sound, and he needs to find a human host to live. And he sees Eddie, and he's going to intentionally uh, touch Eddie and and infect. Him with his uh, with his symbiote goodness. All here. right, you're pulling again. Uh, Here's the reality. The reality is, if you hadn't intentionally touched Eddie, Eddie was going to intentionally go after, like was touch you. It yeah. was going to happen. It, one of us was going to touch the other in that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, I had to. All right. So what exactly happens? So uh, as um, the, the the Venom's a goopy mess coming down uh, from when Eddie was seeing this happening. Uh, Venom sees Eddie and just launches himself, uh, and it's like a scene out of a horror movie. Like he looks like a mon- he looks like a gooey version of what we traditionally know Venom looks like when he's with Eddie. Uh, he's like a gooey version of that. We've kind of seen that version in the movie, in yeah, yeah. And, stuff. and and it's and he's launching himself at Eddie, yeah, and wrapping himself and I don't know what it feels for Eddie but he's wrapping himself around Eddie and, yeah. and, and almost and desperation at yes, this point right? exactly okay. I think uh, almost, this is interesting because my I think what Eddie does is rather than I think this reveals something but it might unintentionally reveal okay. which would be interesting because it's my, first, my one and only unintentional yeah, yeah. reveal but I think that Eddie doesn't Power or hide, but instead actually like reaches out towards this, you know, gooey, monstrous mess. Whereas like any other human might in that moment run or hide or cower. Okay. Eddie doesn't. Eddie okay. stands there and like reaches for it. Okay. Like accepts it, whatever it is, you know, okay. unknowing really. Okay. You know, for like as it, you know, as it comes to him. Yeah. Okay. Do you think that's intentionally revealing something personal? It could be intentionally touching also because I am reaching yeah. for you. So it could be intentionally touching. It could be intentionally revealing or it could be unintentionally revealing something. I feel that it's either intentionally touching or unintentionally revealing. I'm going to make it my one and only unintentional reveal, I okay. think. Okay. All right. 
Now, I have a question while you're doing that. Like, do you only mark it off if it's a successful pull? You just mark it. You mean if the tower falls? Yeah, the, the, like say I pull it when I do something and it falls before I place yeah, it. Yeah, you'll mark that. You'll you mark still it. mark that yep, pull. Yep, okay. it'll still count towards our end game attraction. Perfect, all right. So I'm going to pull here. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I feel like this is the thing. Like, Jenga, to me, is always about, and this is maybe why I'm playing this it This tower wrong. is, maybe <laughs> I shouldn't pull this one. Like, it's always about making all the moves to make sure it falls on the next person, but that's not the way you're supposed to play no. this game. You're not it's, really, and and it's like, jeez, oh man, our tower is already <laughs> really brutal. And we've, oh my gosh, it's shaking like crazy because there's other people, yeah. like touching the same table as us at the at the con, yeah, like so. down the line from us. So like, it's like shaking because of them. We're so screwed, dude. This is, I mean, oh I, my gosh, oh my god, I'm dude. still trying to pull. There, there's an easy one. No, it's not giving us golf commentary. No, as we yeah. Pull. Maybe she's looking up spider facts. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, I pulled. Okay. Uh, and and you know what? I think that's I think that's actually the, the end of the scene. Like I think All right. the end of this. Do I describe like how, like the epilogue to that scene? Like, no, you can just say it ends okay. there. Well, no, okay. Or you can describe an end to it. Uh, so I, I think what happens is as like Eddie's reaching for for the symbiote, uh, and, and uh, you see Venom wrap around Eddie completely. And it's the venom we know and love, and there's like just a uh, a, a monstrous scream that that nice. You know, you can't tell if it's Eddie, you can't tell if it's Venom. Nice, it's That's just awesome. it's just there, and and then we fade, we fade out of that scene. Awesome. The second scene is a little embarrassment. Okay. Okay. This is interesting. Uh huh. So, what do you think about a little embarrassment? A little embarrassment, huh? Um. I think so. So here's what I think. What makes the most sense is something with Eddie. I, I think Eddie doesn't realize what happened. Like th this could be the next day, and he doesn't really realize that he's been infected. Like it, it seems like a dream happened, right? Oh, so he like wakes up unknowing. Yeah, and then he's somewhere, uh, and oh. and and then like somehow, Venom does. Oh, man, <laughs> the tower is wobbling like crazy. Uh, like. Kind of like the scene uh, uh, from the trailers where where Venom like he, he gets attacked and like suddenly his arms turn into the symbiote. So something like that happens, but in a more silly manner to embarrass Eddie. Okay, uh, is it supposed to embarrass Eddie in front of Venom, uh, or is it supposed to be embarrassing just to general embarrassment? You know what? Purposely, the game is designed so that we get to make okay. those decisions. Yeah, so I think this is something how we interpret the the prompt. So I think this has to be something that like where Eddie is somewhere where like. He would be embarrassed that this happened in front of somebody he knows. Okay, and we can role play. Well, Mel could even role play other characters that are like in the oh. scene that aren't us. So. That's a good idea. Yes, yeah, so you can jump. Sure, jump. because I'm just wasting my life posting pictures of you guys on Instagram. Oh, okay, <laughs> wonderful. Um, so yeah, where do you think this is? Where do you think the embarrassment embarrassment have? Is it work? Is it the day? What what what? Newspaper does the Daily Bugle. Daily Bugle. Is it? The, uh, is it there? Is it somewhere else? Is it? You know, um, somewhere. Good I, place I, to be embarrassed. You know, I think, and I don't know if he's ever had a romantic relationship with um, with uh, Betty from uh, the Daily Bugle, the the, the receptionist there. Uh, but I think maybe it should be at work, and it should be like at a team meeting, like kind of something out of Supergirl, where they all meet in the in the newsroom in the in the editor's office to go over like, here's what we're doing for the news today, uh, and I think something happens there. Okay. All right. Well, I think it's probably enough to start okay. it, right? Cool. Uh, by the way, I, 
I uh, I almost think we probably should have played. I'm realizing that there are these like individual tables that nobody else could touch yeah. while we're playing right next to where we are, not these giant communal tables. It's, it adds an element of tension. But this is, I think this does add, like, for the world of Venom, like, this is, like, a chaotic world for, yeah. for these two. Like, this kind of makes sense. Like, if it falls because, like, someone bumped into the table, I'm okay with that. So I, I, uh, I'm okay with it if you go to the person who accidentally knocked it over, explain what happened, and ask them to comment live on the podcast. <laughs> then I'm okay with it. Okay, so this is how I think the scene starts. I think Eddie doesn't know why, but feels in a renewed sense of confidence. Yes. And struts into the meeting, throws the doors open, and today he has worn like, this is out of character for him. He's worn like a tie, yeah. a jacket. He has slicked his hair. He looks his absolute best, and he just saunters into the meeting room. Now, see, it's going to be tough for you to act in this scene because you know to do moves, but you can add details. I, so yeah, you can add details. Yeah, yeah, and I think like it could literally be I'm the one like controlling the embarrassing moments here. Yeah. So, so I say uh, I'm going to say something actually as part of my move. I'm going to say uh, to everyone, "Sorry, I'm late," but like in a way that he doesn't yeah. seem very sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think. Uh, I, I think at that moment, um, oh, you know what? Uh, maybe it's so that you know Eddie's walking in late. It's it's in the conference room uh, or the editor's office. It's, it's in Jay John James's office, right? And uh, everyone's there, uh, and um, and there's like bagels on the table there's like a it's the morning meeting like, yeah. so someone not jay jonah jameson because he's cheap but somebody else uh supplied breakfast right and all the uh eddie's gonna hear uh this well, this is gonna be interesting because i have to keep switching mics oh, yeah that's right don't hit the tower as soon as you say that don't forget to touch the tower too this is creepy <laughs> <clears throat> no you're not now, does anyone else hear that, or just Eddie? Just Eddie. When, when, right. Yeah. So, so in those situations when uh, Venom isn't out of the body, yeah, uh, it's only Eddie. Yeah, great. That. That's fabulous. That's I so need good. to ask you a very important question, Kevin. Yeah. When you are talking in the Venom mic, or uh, when Jeff was, does it sound like Venom in your no, earphones? Not yet. No, not yet. No, not yet. That's yeah, disappointing. You have to edit it that way, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to edit that in. That's why it's a separate track, though. So I gotcha, can do it. Just gotcha, edit gotcha. the whole track. All right, so I think what happens is that uh, is when it venom in your mind? What? Is it venom, is it in, your venom mind? in your mind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you hear venom in your mind. Oh yeah, I do. In your mind, I'm yeah, not that's, his. That's yeah, yours. Yeah, that's why I do the Batman voice in that mic. There you go. Fair it enough. Be a little bassy. <laughs> All right, so I I think um, when that happens and he hears the voice for the first time, he like runs into a chair and like bangs his knee into a chair, and like because it totally threw him off. And, uh, uh, like, says, uh, like, oh, excuse me. Well, actually, I don't have to touch him. I'm talking to someone else. Because I wasn't talking to you. Okay, okay. And I say, oh, excuse me. And uh, I, like, you know, apologize to the person whose chair I just knocked into. And I sit down at the table for the meeting. And uh, I, I think that was, uh, I think that was probably Betty's table, like the, the, the office receptionist. Okay, that's who I, you might play, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Can you say that again? I didn't hear who it was. Betty. I don't know her last name because I'm terrible. I think, I, I think gotcha. it's Betty. It could be something else. But yeah, I don't know. Purposes, I, whatever. So. It's Betty in this canon. I could yeah. probably be a Betty. <laughs> you better talk close. You better talk I closer. am the worst at voices. <laughs> 
about that. Perfect. Um, How could you forget? <laughs> it's a great question. So I think what's happening during this meeting is, uh, uh, maybe, so so I think at some point, um, J. Jonah Jameson is on writing everybody about Spider-Man being the worst, and uh, we need to get more pictures of him being a criminal, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and he looks at Eddie and says, uh, I don't have to, uh, so if I'm talking as another character, you don't have to touch the tower. So if I'm talking as J. Jonah Jameson to Brock, I don't have to. You do to. not have to okay. touch the tower. All right. Only so if you're talking to, as, as long as Venom is talking to me or I am talking to Venom. Gotcha. Because it's the tension between gotcha. us. Gotcha. So I think um, J. Jonah Jameson is, is uh, looking at Brock and, uh, and and says something to the effect of, like, Brock, uh, what, what happened with the uh, story you were chasing last night? Um... Uh, good question. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of what his answer would be for this. All right, I think that uh, Eddie straightens his tie and uh, pulls a couple of uh, pulls a couple of like photos, like Polaroid style, out of his uh, briefcase and tosses them down on the table and says uh, and says like uh, just trying to think if he saw Spider-Man after. Like again after the after Venom, you know, left Spider Man. Probably not. But yeah, I maybe say, he caught a glimpse of him or something. I would I would say that he probably like from the moment that that like the, the Venom attached himself, like everything after the, the yeah. goo coming down, like is basically foggy to him. Like he doesn't really remember. So I don't know that he would remember seeing Spider Man. So maybe what he does is in that case, I think he he, he throws him down the table and just like. Uh, uh, kind of po- shrugs, points at him, and says, uh, "Same old Spider-Man shit, you know, like chasing Green Goblin." And it just sort of petered off and went nowhere. I like, you that. like my pun. <laughs> it's a terrible uh, pun. So I should get kicked off the podcast for that pun. <laughs> I've never been kicked off our podcast, and I've made worse puns. Yeah, there's no, but it's just us, so then it would just be me. <laughs> I'm proud of your pun. Uh, I like the pun. I like the pun. So I'm trying to think. Uh, Wait, I don't get it. Can you explain it to me? Stop. (laughs) Stop it. So, let's see. So, he says that to J. Jonah. uh, And then, I think... so, so can you say like the the last part of that part? I mean, basically, he, he said that it just sort of Peter you know, he chased him in, and then there was nothing happened after that. Same old, same old. Because he doesn't remember what yeah. happened after that. So, uh, so you I just realized a possibility of what could happen in the scene that I hadn't thought of yet. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think how you forgot to say your pun again. I'm trying to think how um, Venom would. I, I, I think Venom needs to say something here to Eddie here, but uh, what? Um, Petered, petered out here, huh? Uh, I think, I, I think what what happened is Venom would. It, would he, what's his unintentional reveal here? So I think what he's going to do, and uh, let me know if this is an unintentional reveal here. But I think he's going to. Um, this might be an intentional reveal. Yeah. So here's the thing: is we probably set it up. Like, it made sense in our logic who was the lead in the follow-up, but yeah. now they're so early in their relationship yeah. that it almost doesn't make as much sense for them to be yeah. the lead in the follow. Yeah. That's the trick we've fallen into, I yes, think. Yes. Um, so it might have made more sense to go the other way, but I think we can still make it work. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm thinking is, uh, I'm thinking that he's... So, so maybe he doesn't actually have to say anything, but Venom is... Um, 
and I'll let you can let me know if you think this is unintentional or intentional. But uh, I think you know when he says that uh, Venom um, makes himself. Oh, you know what he does? All right, this is what he does. He is going to so that no one else can see it. Um, he is going to uh, make uh, uh, Eddie's hands. Uh, turn into Venom's hand, just like black goo shows up. But it's like, you know, I just hang it aside. So no one else can really see it because it's 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 hidden from the table. But like Eddie can feel that. Um, so why is Venom doing it in that moment? Uh, he is doing that. I'm wondering if it's an accident or if it's like because he's struggling to control okay. himself. Maybe it's an unintentional here's, reveal. Here's why it's unintentional. Because you said petered out. All right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And and because that he Venom knows Peter Parker, you know, right. so and, and it's like, uh, so it just, it's an, un, like, it, it sh- that word shook him to where uh, he doesn't have to say anything, but he just, he, like, he spurts out of the hand, and, and obviously Eddie feels it and, like, looks down and sees it. Uh, okay, that's, that's great. So, so, I think it's unintentionally revealing something. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> It's all bad. <laughs> There's not one good one here. Oh, Kevin God. is looking at the tower. He's caressing the tower gently, trying very hard to find a free tango block. Oh, that's, that's bad. Go, oh, don't do that one. Don't forget there are, oh, yeah, there are ones that go this way, too. Benjamin oh, is right, right. coaching him. <laughs> I forgot how gender. Yeah, Kevin, I know. Kevin, I Kevin continues to poke at the tower. He's slowly pulling a block out of the middle. Four rows up. Oh, and he <sighs> makes it and places it on top. Good oh job. Oh, God. Uh, so that was unintentionally revealing. So I think Eddie Brock sees that and is, like, surprised at first. Looks around. No one else has noticed. The meeting's going on. You know, what's his name? J- James Jones. What's his name? J. Jonah James. J. Jonah. Yeah, he's, he's yelling at somebody about something. Yeah, yeah. And, like, so Eddie is, like, able to sort of be inward in this moment without – he's not being called on anymore. They've gotten distracted by something else in the meeting. And I think I – I think I want to count this as an intentional touch. So you tell me if you agree. Okay. But I think I, like, reach inwardly for Venom. Okay. And, not, and I want to say something, but I also want to try to, like, touch Venom inwardly okay. to, like, to f- see what's there. Okay. So I don't know if that counts as a touch or not. Uh, what do you think? I, I, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, yeah. I want to try. His intent, his, his intention is to, if yeah, possible. Yeah. And maybe also he like grabs his hand. So like yeah. maybe there's that element of yeah. touch too. And he, but I want to like reach inwardly, and I want to say inwardly as I do so. Are you there? Okay. Uh, are like are you in there? Okay. Be Benjamin is the, I almost poking the, the tower. Over. He almost slapped like, the whole thing over. Thing. My goal is to pull as much as I can every round. Yeah. Benjamin is running his fingers along the blocks, trying to see which one is free, and slowly pulling a block out of the fourth row from the top. And he made it, but now he still has to put it on top. Can he do it successfully? Uh, Yes, he can. Uh, And I think what what happens is, um, so so when Venom... uh, you know, unintentionally revealed himself to to uh, uh, Eddie. He's going to um, he's going to uh, pull back. Oh. He's going to pull it back, which I don't think I don't think that's going to be a touch. Like he's just pulling himself back into Eddie, uh, re- regaining his composure and his control. 
Uh, and I, I think he's, you know, as he, and as he's doing that, you know, again, meetings going on. No one's really noticing anything. Uh, I think there's like, I think there's Eddie is kind of freaking out that he's seeing like yeah. this thing, like have a mind of its own. Uh, and uh, and Venom is going to say, and only and only Eddie can hear this. Yes, we are. At that moment, Peter Parker walks into the meeting. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, is that your move? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And he's like, and he's like, oh, I'm so late. Like, and he comes yeah, yeah. in. He's like, he's like barely holding onto a briefcase and like stuffing papers in there. Um, like, he's got his camera dangling around his neck. Intention he looks frazzled, probably because of his night the night yeah, before. Yeah, and he remembers, like he re- he remembers yeah. everything, but he doesn't know that Eddie was down there. Right, right, right. So, um, so what's uh, okay? Okay, I think uh, unintentionally touching. I want to do an unintentional touch here to see how I can figure this out. Um, I th- oh, okay. Tell me if you you count this as an unintentional touch here. I know it might be intentional. Which I already did the intentional touch. Could be the intentional reveal too, um, but at that moment, uh, it's not, and he's not showing himself. But uh, Venom is, uh, and he'll say something too. But he's pulling Eddie out of the room, so it looks like Eddie's like just running out yeah. of the room. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm wanting this to be in my unintentional touch because he's because. The sight of Peter Parker's making him. Like, yeah, freak I think out he's again. like unintentionally compelling Eddie's body to yes. move. Like he doesn't like he's not even intentionally doing it. He's unintentionally doing it because it's just a natural reaction yes. to seeing Peter. Yes, and and it's uh, so and it, and it's uh, as he's doing that, as he's pulling him out, uh, we, you know, he'll be saying this. Should I, should I pull first and then touch and talk, or uh, touch and talk? Not, touch and talk and then pull. Uh, we need to talk, Eddie. And now time to pull. Yeah, our our tower that's like literally shaking. Kev, Kevin's about like constantly whether we're touching it or not because of the Kevin's about to pull a block from unplugged. the third row from the bottom. Slowly, and he does it. Can he put it on top without knocking it all oh down? Oh my goodness! It's. And Very possibly not. Oh, boy. Yes, go. he can. Uh, and that was an unintentional touch. I love that you guys just went, woo, at the same time. <laughs> did I only pull once? I guess I did. Uh, I feel like you pulled twice. No, uh, yeah, I pulled twice. Yeah, I, think I am so bad at remembering. You did an intentional, intentional touch that I forgot yeah, to put yeah. it down. So. Uh, and I honestly, I think that could be the end of our scene there. Okay. Uh, it's just oh, that we need to talk. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. In that case, okay, that sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, I think. It was sufficiently embarrassing, I think. Yeah, I think that you... you Especially the way he probably contorted his body on the way yeah. out of the... Yeah, and I think you... Like, I think Eddie embarrassed himself when he fell into the chair yeah. and, and whatnot. And so this is perfect, because scene three is called Finding Common Ground. Okay, perfect. So if this is when they find out they both hate the same person. Yes. That's perfect. So so where is this scene? What is this scene? How do we want to lay this scene this, out? This, I think, takes place on the rooftop of the LA Beagle minutes later. Minutes later on the rooftop. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think it's going to simply be them, like, having an internal discussion. Yeah. Which will be fun to pull off. This is great. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, yeah. I think you know where I'm going with this, so. All right. So uh, we get to the rooftop, and I think Eddie is um, past the point of confusion 
and like wants to know what's going on. So he's still confused, but like I feel like he has like this desire to know what's happening. Yeah. But I think above all, he's feeling that whatever this is inside of him is immensely powerful, yeah. and he like and he like wants to know it. So he like says like I think he says like um, he like pulls himself together. And after, like, you know, his body is, like, contorting itself and moving itself against his will and crashing out the door into the rooftop. And uh, he's regained his composure, and he says, um, uh, says, I need to know what the hell you are. And, uh, yeah. Okay, and I, so, and I think what's going to happen here is... Uh, when they get to the rooftop, he says that. And th- I think at this point, Eddie's not talking internal monologue it's out loud yeah yeah makes sense and i think uh this is uh going to be um okay this is going to be my intentional reveal oh the intentional yeah something personal huh um because didn't you already intentionally reveal something personal no i did the intentional touch already oh that's right that's Uh, right of course so would, would revealing himself like an intentional it's not something personal it's just revealing himself yeah I don't think it's really yeah. personal so but so, so what's gonna happen is um, Venom is gonna from like his from uh, Eddie's chest area is going to like he's pull himself out a little bit so that they can look each other in the eye uh, and um, he's uh, going to simply say uh, we are Venom and we have a con- common enemy I think Eddie sees these big, white, beautiful eyes and, like, sees in them raw passion and raw power and is, like, so, I'm going to say aroused. We can, you can, people listening can decide how they think he's aroused by that. But I think he's, like, you know, it's just, like, this, I mean, it's incredible, this thing, this, like, black, you know, black and white creature in front of him. And I think Eddie, like, Reaches. Uh, what exactly did you say? We are venom. We are venom. We have a yeah. common uh, right. enemy. And I think he, uh, I think he reaches his hand out, like in a way that's a little bit afraid, but also just really wants to know, and like touches the side of venom, like side of Ven- almost venom's face. Okay. Okay. Um, and is just showing like this. It's almost revealing something about himself. Personal. It's not personal, but certainly revealing his, her, his courage, and it just says, uh, "What the fuck are you?" And touches uh, Venom. Okay. I'm gonna pull for that. All right. Oh, Ben's going for the middle of the tower, poking at some blocks to see what's loose, shaking his head because it is a difficult task. See. Our, ta- our tower uh, fucking sucks. Yeah. I, again, I don't know if, like, the, the idea of, like, I want to pull every time is a good one or not. I want it to be. but Because I, I don't know if I want to make it to the end. Oh, my God. Oh, Benjamin pulls it off. <laughs> that was, <sighs> see, and you pulled that in such a risky manner. <laughs> I know, just, I really like, did. Let me wrap right. my arm really really top. Yes, he can. All right. Good job, Ben. Uh, okay, so uh, he said, what, what the hell are you? Um... So, uh, as, um, uh, you know, Eddie's touching Venom, staring at him, 
and, and whatnot, uh, he can feel the the hatred that um, that Eddie has. Oh, like in the touch. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, he that's can, so good. He can feel that hatred that like, and, and maybe he doesn't know what that hatred's really geared towards. Um, but uh, I think he does because I think Ven- you know Venom does because Venom now that he's part of Eddie knows Eddie's internal monologue and knows that he's right. jealous of Peter Parker, um, and uh, so I think uh, what he's going to do is um, and it's hard to be the follow to unintentionally yeah do, especially it is with, hard to be the follow yeah now that like now it's hard to unintentionally do some of these things uh, so I think he's going to say. Um, Something uh, about, uh, let's see, I wonder how he could, I think he's going to unintentionally reveal, like, his feelings towards the human race um, and, 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 uh, and and how they're, like, he, they're there for him to live. Um, and oh. I, and, and I, so I think that's going to, I'm going to try to make this in an unintentional way by explaining yes. their common enemy yeah. uh, and, and whatnot. So... Oh boy. So what's, I gotta think what he's gonna say exactly here. So um, okay, All right. I think I got something here. <laughs> I can sense, or we can sense your hatred for that boy. That boy is no, uh, he's no mere man. He's somebody called Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I wanted to. And uh, just like the rest of you human flesh bags, uh, he needs to—he needs to die. He used me for power. God, <laughs> so, so wobbly. Uh, uh, do you think that's enough? Yeah, I think the, so. I, okay. Yeah, I think it's All enough. All right, so let me pull my brick. <laughs> oh my God, it's all. I hope it doesn't fall now because I really want them to have more of an opportunity to flesh this out before we end the, the oh my god oh it's out oh man Okay. oh okay. it's precarious though no, I hope you get some pictures of the tower because this is so good okay and that was my unintentional revealing something personal, personal. Yep. it's going to be so hard to do unintentional touches with Venom uh, it's going to be tough yeah, it's going to be tough okay. right. um you you kind of got it like earlier when you reacted yeah, and yeah. like yeah that was good, uh, I okay so I think Eddie says uh, hmm. uh, let's see um, I think he says uh, I think you forgot the mark because I think you just did, didn't you do a pull this round or no no uh, no you didn't. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. You put that, I don't know what you did, though. Intentionally okay. touching. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I did that twice. Man, I'm really bad at keeping track. <laughs> like, really bad. I always forget. I think um, I, I have some ideas what I want Eddie to do here. Well, first, Eddie's going to say, the first thing that's going to happen is that, just trying to figure out how to turn it into a move and how much I want to do in one. I think Eddie's going to say, uh, who? Peter? P- Parker? And uh, I think he's going to, like, kind of take a step back um, in shock um, you know to find out uh, like he's just shocked by that information the idea that Peter Parker is Spider-Man I think would be just like like I think he says like there, no way and then like 
he's like piecing it together in his mind, you know? Yeah, and I think he's seeing like yeah. Peter gets all these great shots of Spider Man, like it all and it's starting to make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh and uh I think actually I'm gonna do and I'm gonna do another move here. I think I'm gonna unintentionally reveal something about myself, which is my once a game. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I only have an unintentional I already did that. I can't. I have the only the unintentional yeah. touch left. Oh, um, I, I do. When it's me, I have a good intentionally revealing something personal. So. I also have a good. I have a good intentionally revealing something personal, but I I'll save it for later this game. I'm just trying to figure out how to make this into a whole move. So, uh, I mean, I could just reveal a corny detail about the scene. Like, I think like what happens is he like as he says that he like he's so shocked he takes a couple of steps back and he like leans up against the wall and there's like a half wall okay. that keeps you from falling off the edge of the building. Okay. Or maybe it's a little low and he almost stumbles over it. Okay. So, like, you know, the street is below him and behind him. Right. And, like, almost looming over him is, is the Venom. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I, and All right. So, all right. So, there's a couple things I can do here. Um, Pigeon scatter. That's how I'm picturing uh, in my mind. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, and I, so, what, so I, I almost want – can you do – I guess you can't do two moves at once. So, you can't do – no, okay. one move at a time. Okay. Oh, man, what do I want to do first? I think what makes more sense, I think, narratively, um, is that I don't think that wall stops you, right? Um, I think that, like, you're backing up, and you might hit it, and it stops you a little bit, but, like, you start to go over. Okay. Uh, and um, I think that uh, my, my just the natural reaction that Venom is going to have is, like, basically um, t- taking over... Eddie's body and then using his venom web slinger fluid to get back onto the rooftop and okay. instantly kind of reverting back to the scene of them in the middle of the rooftop looking at each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think that my reasoning for it being unintentional is that it's like survival. Like yeah, it's, okay. It's, yeah. Eddie will die otherwise. Um, oh, now don't forget to mark it like I did. Yeah. Mark it once Oh my god, this is all. Our tower is. Very precarious. Now there are new rows. Oh at the top. yeah, and you have to do. It has to be two full rows. Two full. So yeah, we have new rows at the top, which is your saving grace. Yeah. In this game. Uh, 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 uh. Oh my. Oh goodness. my god, that is so wobbly. Whew. Um, yeah. So you like to survive? Venom, you know, uses his black Venom web sling to sling Betty, uh, Eddie back up onto the top of the roof. So that they're just standing there, facing each other again, and, and I do. Let me. I do want to add, like, just a, so that you have it for your scene here, or your part of the detail here. Is I think that like Eddie saw himself as Venom yeah. in the windows yes. as they were getting back up. Exactly. Okay. And so I think he like sit, looks at Venom and says, "Like, what if?" He goes, "I want to use you for power too," and I think that's revealing something personal. Yes, totally. Uh, yeah. I am going to pull. Oh boy! See, now can we have a complete, do it? We have a whole new complete. Oh row, yeah! So I can kind of famous oh. last words, Ben. I know famous last words is right. Oh, so oh, guys, he's shaking on, the whole stand. tower. I can stand to do this. So. Yeah. Oh my God. You got the wall of shake going on though. I know my hand. My hand is so shaky right now. And what makes it even harder is just this whole atmosphere. Yep. Like, ah! Oh my god. Oh, you did it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Woo. Being in Pax makes this like. No, totally don't good. punch the tower over. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
and I, and I think um, so. Uh, I think what okay. Here's what's going to happen is is uh, as like um, the you know birds are flying overhead and then and whatnot. Uh, he's going. Venom is going to say something as he intentionally reveals something personal. And I think what now don't forget. I don't. I'm not keeping track of which ones you do for scene. Yeah. Don't forget that you can only do those once per scene. Well, this intentionally I can do one once per game. Yes, once yes. per game. Yeah. And oh, I, okay. I yeah, see. I'm Sorry. doing my. You know, I'm doing my intentionally. Oh. Really, and and oh. it's really it's going to be a combination of something personal about um and I'll, I'll just I'll get into detail about Venom's history and like where he comes from and also. The me- to prove that Peter is Spider-Man, he's going to show him Peter part of Peter's memory as well. Wow. Uh, so, uh, and what he's going to do is he's going to say, Let us show you how. And, uh, and, and suddenly a flood of memories of this weird alien world come out, uh, and you see these different symbiotes who are, uh, like, solid-ish beings. They still kind of look like what you're seeing in front of you, uh, except as full bodies, and they're a little bit more solid because that home world can adapt for that. Uh, and, but then after you're seeing, and you're seeing like the the like memories of them first coming to the, the binding with Spider-Man on the, the battle planets uh, and him uh, having pain from separating from a human uh, when and then on Earth and then having to go back to Spider-Man. Uh, the pain of the bell tower, but then you also see the like some crime fighting scenes. You see Peter abusing the power wow. uh, of having venom. Uh, you see all of that. Wow, it's amazing. Oh my god! And I think it's like, God, this is awful. This, uh, this is. That's pretty loose. Oh man, <laughs> I'm just I'm a like, terrible Jenga player. No, it's it's you successfully pulled, and and yet we're I I and I maybe think, set up for a challenge. And I, and I think this is the end of that scene. Yeah. Is, is 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 that? And I think it just kind of wraps with like this um, mutual respect for that common enemy that they have. All right. So the next scene is actually called Hard at Work. Okay. And I have some ideas for okay. that. Yeah, Only yeah. one, we could sort of fast forward the time yeah. if we want to and say hard at work. Because, I mean, hard at work could be, I have a couple of suggestions. Maybe hard at work is not that fast forwarded. And it's like Eddie learning to be Venom and control Venom. So, like, maybe he's, like, practicing. I don't know if that makes sense in the Spider-Man does that. I don't know if Venom needs to do that. Yeah. I feel like when it's... Um I, I, I don't know because I feel like that is like when Venom is when he's Venom when Venom is out that's Venom taking over yeah okay. uh, and, and the reason he moves like Spider-Man is because he was bonded with Spider-Man for so long yeah yeah uh, so um, but it would be interesting to um, well my other suggestion was going to be that like they're out like doing something like trying to find like like chasing Spider-Man or you know what I mean like doing yeah. some action sequence basically yeah I, do you have I, another well, I think it could be that, and it, and I think and I what cause the, the scene that I want to I want to see is something similar to like the trailers for the movie where, you know, Eddie is getting like ganged up on, and then all of a sudden the monster comes out. Oh, that's good. Um, so, I, but I and I think that could happen like in some sort of, like in, like they're they're working together, to figure out how to stop Spider-Man. But like I I don't know exactly where they could be do doing that. Yeah, maybe they're like. 
maybe they followed him home to his apartment. They're like watching, or maybe they've been like, just to gather information, maybe they've been like following him as he's swinging around the city, like on foot, like maybe they're, yeah. Let me, let me pitch, it's, yeah. it's a variation of that. What if they uh, broke into Peter's oh, apartment yeah. and they're like investigating so that, that um, I mean, Venom probably knows enough, but like, Eddie wants to know more. And, yeah. And, 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 oh, yeah, that makes sense. And so, so Venom is like almost like showing him around the apartment. Yeah. So like who would be ganging up on, on him? That's that's oh that's um, oh you know so this could be uh, because there's like a Spider-Man signature with Venom around. Uh, maybe it's those spider bots from Alistair Crowley. Wait, from what? From Alistair Crowley as uh, one of the, like a spider villain, and he has those spider bots that hunt Spider-Man. And maybe those spider bots are confusing Venom oh, and Spider-Man. Oh, that's good. I like that. So and so that could be. All right. So are we starting the, the scene in the apartment? I, I think so. All and right. Yeah. So I think like basically, uh, maybe maybe oh maybe Eddie knows that that Peter's at, at doing something yeah. for work. Okay. So he knows like maybe he set it up so that he arranged like you know like you know classic trope from a movie or TV where he like convinced you know, their boss to give Peter some assignment. He knows he has a certain amount of time to do it. And so now he is like in, you know, the apartment and he's like, knows that there's no way he has the suit. So he's convinced that if Peter's Spider-Man, the suit is here somewhere and he wants to find it. Because what better proof could it be for him to find than to find the Spidey suit? So, uh, you know, not... Not anticipating the possibility that maybe Spider- that Peter keeps it with him or wears it all the time. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he's just tearing the apartment okay. apart, like pulling out drawers, um, you know, searching through closets, and I think he's just like, uh, and I think he says to uh, Venom, uh, "Come on, it must like he just says like, it must be here. You, you led me here. It must be here somewhere." <clears throat> and uh, let's see. So, I think as uh, as that's happening uh, outside the like, and a distance away, like there's time for for like they're not going to get there in quite like for a couple minutes. But outside, like there is the sound that Eddie's not paying attention to, Venom's not paying attention to. Uh, if they were paying attention, they could hear it. But the, the, these spider bots are on their way to Peter's uh, apartment to to because they sense the Spider-Man signature there. And maybe there's Venom still has a trace of that because he takes that appearance, uh, yeah. a variation of Spider-Man's appearance with, with Venom and uh, with Eddie. Um, and I think, um, you know, that's happening. And uh, Venom is going to say, um, he is going to say, this, what? So wait, describing something is a move. Yep. So I don't have to unintentionally reveal something yet. So uh, he's going to say, uh, <laughs> I don't know what more proof you need, you, we need from the, uh, <clears throat> from the visions I showed you of him, of, of Peter acting as Spider-Man on Battleworld, saving New York City as him and I, as we save the city. Uh, I think that he says, uh, I think he says back, uh, and this is going to be a move, but I think he's going to unintentionally, I mean, I'm sorry, it's going to intentionally reveal something about personal. Um, and he says, uh, well, it, it's because I can't trust you. What are you even? You're something. 
how could I ever trust? I can't just trust you. Why could I ever just trust a thing like you? Uh, you know, and so reveal sort of like that. You know how he feels yeah. about the symbiote. So I'm going right. to pull for that. Okay. Oh boy, this this is a giant mess of a tower. This is a disaster. I see you with the <laughs> devil horns, Ben. There's no way. The worst part is you can't switch hands. Yeah. Which I wanted to do here to like put it on top, but you're not. You're supposed to not. Like, I've seen people do it, but. Well, it's nice that we have to hold a microphone because it, it helps prevent you. Yeah, from yeah. I Nobody almost caught myself sneeze. doing it. Do not sneeze. Yeah. Do not breathe. Know, do not call. It's it's bad now. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> uh, somehow the top rope got crooked. Yeah, I know. We're gonna have to fix that, but. <laughs> So, uh, unintentionally revealing. I want to try to unintentionally reveal something here. Uh, and it's going to be... Um, uh, so, I think he's going to say... Uh, he, he's saying this just because it's, he's Venom. I don't think he's thinking about it at all. Um, it's uh, He feels attacked right now. So, I think his response... Uh, will unintentionally reveal his superior feeling that he has over humans. Where he says something along the lines of this is in the ass. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can let's see if I can fix this as I punch it. Oh my god, that's so bad. <laughs> I need a second. <laughs> uh, I need to You can touch it anywhere along the top. Oh, that's true. Caress the side there. You weak humans assume that you can't trust else. We are the same, Eddie. You, we trust each other now. Uh, and that's the end. That's oh, I got to pull. pull. Yeah, I got to pull. That's, and that's him unintentionally revealing yeah. that he feels that you're weak. This tower cannot be long for this world. It uh, just can't be. Uh, uh. Come on. I know we've been saying that for a long time here, but this is it just if people could only see it. Uh, uh, no, I can't that that's just a bad move there. That's a bad move. I guess I uh, is well, that you, complete? Okay. Yeah, so you can pull from there, yeah. Oh man. Okay. Oh uh, damn, we already started. Try to like straighten that top pro out while you Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Oh please. <laughs> Well, can I? So can I straighten it out? Like, yeah, yeah, you can. Oh, you can, oh, you can even do it with your hand oh. after you put it down if you want to, just as long as you don't knock over the whole tower, you know. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you know, there's an important rule I never mentioned. It's not that oh, important. I, you yeah. can choose to knock yeah, the tower yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you choose at any moment to like say, "I give in to my feelings," you yeah. can. I have I have a I have an idea for that. I just <laughs> need to wait for the opening for it. Okay. Uh, if it happens, because it, right. it it will be narratively good. I, what's the is the aim to get to the end? Uh, like it, no, it's whatever makes the okay. best story. Because yeah, I, I have a good moment for that. It just needs to get to there. If we get there. All right. So you said. All right. Uh, okay. So so yeah. So Venom said something about uh, you know. You're trusting. Yeah, you should trust me because I've shown you basically everything. I think it's actually the perfect moment for uh so what happens is eddie hears something from inside the house not outside okay and is like oh shit and um thinks someone might be coming yeah 
So he climbs back out the window onto the balcony uh, and, like, shuts the window behind him. Okay. Um, and I think uh, that's, like, so, oh, you know, okay, and this helps, like, the, the and this could happen without, I think, Peter getting involved. Maybe it's Peter. Like, legitimately, Peter is back, right? And uh, at that moment, uh, you know, uh, uh, behind Eddie are the spider bots, too. So, like, yeah. so not only are they, like, sense, so maybe they weren't even sensing Venom. Maybe they were sensing Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but they see Eddie. And, may, and because there's, like, they're going after Eddie because. They make his ra- their radar yeah. go off, right? Yeah. Uh, he makes their radar yeah. go off. And yeah. So that's, so that's why they're going, now they're going after, like, they're targeting Eddie. Uh, maybe Eddie turns around and sees him. Uh, and, but what's going to happen is I think, like, so that like, uh, going to fire a laser, uh, and this will be a, an unintentional uh, touch uh, where the natural reaction uh, for, for Venom is to protect his host, and he's going to, uh, like, form a shield, like, with his, with his symbiote body uh, awesome. to, to absorb that laser shot. Uh, so, like, ve- like, maybe Eddie's not paying attention quite yet, uh, the laser goes off from the spider bots, and uh, Ven- or Eddie feels Venom like pull himself out of his body a little bit, uh, and like touch like he's touching Eddie to form that shield uh, unintentionally. Uh, at some point, I'm gonna have to stop like wanting to pull. Like, at some point, I mean, at some point, the tower's gonna fall. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. <laughs> Not unless is Guinness World, uh, Guinness Book of uh, World Records here. Maybe we'll get the highest tower. I don't know about that. And that was my two things. All right, so he formed a shield. Yeah. Did the things actually attack? Yeah, they shot the fire. They shot the laser, and and it uh, yeah. venom absorbed it. Right. Uh, okay. I, I mean, I know what I think Eddie wants to do. Okay. Uh, I think Eddie feels that raw power of that. And, like, that's what he wants, right? Yeah. Like, that's, like, what he is hoping to get out of this. And so I think he, like, tries to, now whether he succeeds or not, and I think it counts as touching, tries to, like, um, pull Venom out. So, like, yeah. he just sort of instinctively, obviously he's not doing it in a rational sense because he doesn't understand the symbiotic nature in a rational way, but he feels it. So I think he, like, tries to pull Venom out to take over. Okay. I think he wants Venom to take over so that he can, like, use it, you know? He almost like he's trying to, like, web-sling like he did before. What he doesn't realize is that he's, like, pulling Venom forward. Yeah, okay. You know, uh, if that wording makes sense for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think that is, like, him trying to touch. Um, and he's, like, uh, just says, like, come on, just destroy them. Like, you know, and, okay. like, tries to pull uh, Venom out forward to take over. Okay. I mean, he probably doesn't realize that he'll actually be taking over over oh as I'm pulling. I could pull from, no, that's not. Yeah, you, you need a complete. I could pull from here. I could pull like this one. Now I see the, I can, now I see why you can serve your pulls. Oh, oh my God. That I'd love to pull from that row, but it's holding it's so much of the weight. It's so tight right now. There you go. Yeah, but. It's loose for a reason. Oh, oh. oh my god! There's and there's so much. Like it's so weak on that side right now. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, and I think um, what's going to happen to end this scene uh, is he's not going to come out all the way. Oh, okay. Venom's not going to do it. All right. Uh, Venom still is showing his uh, dominant nature uh, over Eddie here and not giving in to what Eddie wants. Uh, but he is going to uh, just uh, use like out of Eddie's uh, fingertips, basically. Like Eddie has no control over him going, like him throwing his arm up, and he's just going to uh, fire uh, the the symbiote blasts at all the spider bots at once. Like, like so. Like there's, let's say there's uh, ten spider bots. Both Eddie uncontrollably throws his hands up, uh, and you just see. Uh, the symbiote escape from off ten fingertips and crushing all the spider bots, uh, and they explode. And I think that's how our scene ends there. Amazing. I hate to break the narrative tension, but we should say that uh, Blaine Martin of uh, All Ports Open, you can use that mic. And oh. Refugees of oh, hello. Uh, has just joined yes. us. The the premise of this makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, we're we we're in scene. We just ended scene four. Uh, and we're about to go into scene five, uh, which is called. Scene five is. Oh, this is so wonderful. <laughs> scene five is called Close, Quiet, and Alone. <laughs> okay. Close, Quiet, and Alone. So uh, that's a good post action scene, right? Yeah, yeah. How do we want to frame a scene of close, quiet, and alone? Uh, I think it has. To, I think it needs to be in Eddie's apartment. Okay. Uh, and it needs to be. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't think they heard Dickens playing this on a mic, but Blaine just said, "Yeah, it does." <laughs> if you just sit down, you can hold this mic, Blaine, so you can chime in as you want to. Yeah. Um, I'm just being very careful. I don't want to yeah. disturb your tower scenario. I know it's so so wobbly, uh, but yeah, I think it makes sense for them to be in their apart in Eddie's apartment. Yeah. And and maybe like. Um, you know, it's it's at night. That's why it's quiet. Obviously, like Eddie's a you know, especially these days, he's a loner uh, because like he's being infected by this symbiote. Um, and and I think that like like Eddie's probably frustrated with. Venom. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, yeah, well, we can probably just jump in. If you, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you want to frame more, but I think no, I know yeah, where you're going yeah, yeah. with this, and I think I want to. I think I know exactly how I want to jump in, and I say. Um, uh, I think he starts it. So he's, yeah, he's frustrated. He's in his apartment. He's pacing. And he says to you, uh, to Venom, uh, Venom, uh, I don't understand. I, I hate Peter Parker. You hate Spider-Man. He was there. That was our chance. And I saw what you can do. I don't want, we should have killed him then. I want, I want to use you to kill him. Why did, that was our chance. And that's. That's what I say, and I think that's uh, revealing, intentionally revealing something personal. Because I just said I want to kill Peter, so um, let me let me pull yeah, for that. Pull, pull, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, because you never know. We might not get any further in the scene than that. See, here's the thing: I can pull that one out easy, but I don't want to. I want to pull this middle one because I think it'll be better for yeah. our tower. Oh, but, but the whole thing is so the wobbling. whole thing is wobbling when you try to move that middle one. Oh my god! It's oh my. It's going. I'm literally holding my breath right now. I feel your pain. <laughs> Blaine is 
like he hates the tower. <laughs> oh, I remember that from the previous. Oh man, I just scared myself. Oh, I said the worst chill. Oh my god. I thought I knocked it over by accident at the end there. Oh my god, it looks so bad right now. There's nothing good. That, like this tower just looks awful. I wonder if I can. Like I, oh. I know Mel's been taking pictures. Oh my goodness. I, I need this, to. Uh, that took my breath away there. Like it really did. I know Blaine was in the middle of saying something, and then like, I just like scared the living crap out of myself. It okay. really doesn't look good. Like it's sticking out here. Yeah, it's. Stuff. I don't even like. I'm pretty sure what's going to happen is is I'm about to do something I think that's unintentionally revealing something, but I don't know where I can pull from. Did I mark that? Now I don't remember if uh, I did. I, I you did. Okay, okay, I thought I did. Um, all right. So I think what's going to happen is well, after you say that, I think um, I think at this point Venom is keeping himself within Eddie. Yeah. So so while Eddie's talking out loud, what Venom's voice is just within Eddie's head. Um, and he's, he says something like, You see, Eddie, that's our problem. With you, it's all about I, this, and I, that. With me, it's we. We are Venom. That's awesome. Yeah, unintentionally revealing something. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, I yeah. think so. That's really good. Uh, and, and if I'm being honest, like, I... I so... so I don't know. Like, is there anything else in that scene that needs to be established? Did you pull? Oh, I did not pull. But yeah. I, I, I think that, assuming that this is successful, I think that's that you. You're the end. follow. You can decide yeah. the scene ends. I think that that's like a good ending to the scene. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god I mean, it might be the end of the game too, depending on how. There's just no good block. Uh, I guess I can. That's a real wobbly tower. <laughs> <laughs> there's literally nothing. <laughs> there's a couple of pretty solid rows. We still have a whole full yeah, row. But it's, it might be too load-bearing. There's also this piece here on the end that you might be able to get out. That's oh, okay. I've been sort of saving that as a last-ditch effort. Oh, my God. Yeah, see, because it, it's going to be really hard after that one comes out. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> It moved a whole lot, guys. It did. When I pulled this brick out from the bottom. It did. I guess that I was saving that one as a last-ditch effort. I don't even... Like, I knew it was there. I knew it would shift the weight of the entire tower when it got, came out. But uh, So, just for the folks who are at home, the first three rows of our tumbly tower are... Well, the first row is, one, is two blocks. But the next two rows are one block in a cross formation. Oh, my God. So that's bad. That's not what you want. No. That's not what you want. This is a bad base. No. Uh, so what's our? So that so that was our scene. Yeah, you uh, wanted that to be the scene. That's yeah, I think it's got to be our scene. I think that's a great way to end We Are Venom on that scene, especially since I don't know how much game is left. Uh, I think that's a great way to end that scene. I think the point has been made on both their sides. So scene seven is a difficult choice. Okay. A difficult choice. Oh my god, I think here's what I think it is. I think this is the moment that they both um, need to decide if they are a villain or a hero. Oh. I think that's a difficult choice and I think I think H it's, how they've gotten to that point, yeah. Yeah, I, I and I th like maybe like 
a couple months have gone by at yeah, this point. Yeah, I think it's and, good. And maybe it's like, you know, they've been working together. Maybe, maybe, or maybe Venom has kind of gone silent. I, who knows? I don't know that that's important. But what is important? Months have gone by, and here we're at this point where, uh, let's see, who's like the next great? I guess it would be the Green Goblin is the, the next great uh, uh, Spider-Man villain. Uh, literally is about to kill Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and we can set up to that, but I think in general, like we're so the, in the scene, it'll be having to choose to save or kill Spider, yeah. or allow Spider-Man to die. Yeah, and I think that um, like so, like that will depict whether they become an anti-hero, <laughs> yeah, or or a villain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, is the scene going to be like? I guess we want to set it up, like start a few minutes I think or whatever it, before the... I think here, oh, this this is, I think it starts on the rooftop of Eddie's apartment, right? Uh-huh. Uh, or the, it could be anywhere, but a rooftop. Yeah, I think they have to be outside. Maybe they're even on the city ground. It doesn't, I, don't think I like the rooftop, though. Okay. That's very iconic New York Spider-Man. And I think, um, like, Eddie's just out there being Eddie, mad, upset with the world, whatever yeah. it is. And, and, um... I think that's where it starts, and then very shortly after that, you see like Spider-Man and Green Goblin go racing by. Oh, that's good. All right. Uh, all right um, oh, all, so, this is such a throwback to to the first scene. Yeah. I like it. Oh, yeah. That's so good. All right. Yeah. You know, in that case, you know, I want it to be on the ground. Okay. Because okay. it's a throwback to the first scene. Should it be at the bell tower? I think it is. Okay. I think he's gone back. I think Eddie's like frustrated. He's mad at the world. I think a couple of times they have worked together, but like Eddie's just frustrated because he wants more power. Yeah. But he feels like Venom and is keep staying distant from him. Keeping yeah. like and he wants to be closer. And Venom is not like he's only gone full Venom once, and that was to save Eddie's life when he fell off the, the top yeah. of Daily Bugle. Yeah. And he. He's not giving Eddie that power yeah, because yeah. he doesn't feel like he deserves it. Yet. Right. I mean, I want to be closer to Venom. Okay. I want more Venom, yes, and Venom yes. is holding back from me. Yeah. So I think like um, I've gone back to that. Just like I'm like you know, walk, like I think I'm I'm upset, frustrated, and I went, I'm going around the city, and like I just instinctively almost walk to the bell tower, and like um, I like look up. Eddie looks up and sees that place again where he first found the Venom, and just like. Like it's like almost you can see the camera shows like you see the reflection of the bell tower in his eyes okay. as he sees it. Okay. Um, and I think uh, so. I think what's happening is uh, oh okay maybe maybe Eddie's like thinking about like if Venom's not going to make this happen like Eddie knows how to get rid of Venom. Oh yeah. Okay. So oh. so I think what's oh, happening. So good. So I think when like. I think uh, Venom pops out for the first time in a long time next to him. And, and not in front of him so that they're staring at each other. Next to him so that they're both looking up at the bell tower. Uh, and, he, and he says something uh, uh, like this. <laughs> we know how to end it, Eddie. It's so easy. But do you really want to end this? Um, so... That wasn't a poor. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I didn't yeah. think so. Um, I'm going to. So I think Eddie says. Uh, Eddie says. <laughs> I'm try, I keep touching the tower. Eddie says, "If you're not going to give me what I want, I'm going to make you give me what I, what I want." 
oh. and uh, throws the doors of the bell tower open and just starts like going for the steps like full speed. Okay. Um, and I think when they get to the top, like right before Eddie's about to, and I think the whole time literally Venom's out. Like he doesn't get like he's like, and he's not holding back. Like he's letting Eddie make this choice. Um, and when they, and, and before Eddie has a chance to ring the bell, right? Uh, it's not, it's not even that, that Green Goblin is chasing Spider-Man. It's that Green Goblin is, uh, is up there. Like he's already up there. <laughs> oh my god someone just knocked the table like very forcefully somehow it didn't knock our tower over but knocked over a house of cards sort of game oh my god next to us holy crap so that was almost it so uh whew. And it was a miracle. Yes. That table, like, jumped. Well, I saw, and I saw their tower fall. I was like, oh, my God, it's our tower. Uh, so Ooh. I think what happens is uh, Green Goblin's already up there. Already up there. And he's got uh, Spider-Man by the throat. Uh, oh, and he's, man. And he's choking him. Uh, and, like, they're monologuing. They're, they're doing their thing as far as monologuing. And, like, whatever Green Goblin's saying is really unimportant. Uh, but he's, like, moments away from killing spider-man um and and uh i think he says to to eddie uh do we let this happen and that and, and when he says that that's like for the first time in this scene he looks eddie in the eyes oh uh I think what Eddie does is he, once again, like for the first time in months, like reaches out and uh, <laughs> reaches out and touches the face of Venom again. Yeah. Oh, I just realized I got to pull for that. Yep. <laughs> uh, and touches Venom's face and says, um, if we stop it, will you give me what I want? But I have to pull for that. I can't wait. Oh my god. I can't wait. I can't believe that Mel and Blader were looking at their phones and not watching this incredibly tense scene that's oh, happening. Is that the migraine game? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Dude, you know how I feel about towers. I'm not looking at that. <laughs> I'm not making eye contact with the tower. Even I know how you feel about towers. Holy this. cow. Uh, I just tried to pull peace out, and while it's like kind of loose it like the whole tower shifted to the right it's oh my god this this tower nope i'm not going for is that going one to fall. not happening oh my god all right come on then there are no loose pieces no loose pieces oh my god yeah no there's nothing there's there is maybe maybe oh it's wobbling yeah it's wobbling all right I think that piece we were going after originally is your Wait, best bet. It's not. It, trust me. I, it's every time fall, I yeah, try to yeah, pull from yeah. it, the whole thing starts to shift. Like it may be my best bet, but it like it's the last full row, so it's holding on so much weight. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. It's gonna fall. There's no, there's no way it doesn't. I'm gonna start aiming the zoom. Oh my god. Oh, you got it out. I got it out. Holy I shit. I have to get it back on top though. <laughs> Holy shit. Mel is over there saying, 
She doesn't have the mic, and she's saying, how did you even do that? Oh, my God. I got it. Oh, God. I got a picture. <sighs> That's amazing. Uh, so I said, will you, if, if, we, if we stop it, will you give me what I want, is what I said. Uh, and did you... Um, and I touched your face. Yeah, mark. And I have to mark it yeah. down your way. I didn't uh, And I think what happens is... Uh, what's, am I allowed to know what scene eight is before... Uh, it's up to you. I... I mean, I, I, I don't remember what it is, but... I just don't know. Like, I don't want to... No, there's, well, we're not on. We're actually on scene. Oh, tell me. Oh, what. you know what? I skipped a scene by accident. Oh no. I skipped to scene seven, which is fine uh, because we when we skip to a scene six, the disagreement becomes heated. Uh, I misread the order. Well, that was yeah. That was something that happened in yeah, between these, the last so two scenes. So scene eight is. I'll tell you. Okay. Scene eight is parting ways, perhaps forever. Uh, okay. Okay. So I think it's how this scene goes to will really determines what happens next. I see. Man, I, I think I know what has to happen here. And I think what happens is uh, is is uh, Venom uh, is says uh, and I think like this is all happening kind of like in, in moments, like quick little seconds right, here. Right, seconds, yeah. Because Spider-Man's literally about to die here. Uh, and, he, and he says uh, If we save him and I give you what we want, we also lose killing the spider. And at that moment, he full on rages into Venom. Oh! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think narratively, yeah. that's that that ha like to, in order to give in to Venom, or in order for Venom to give Eddie what he wanted, uh, he had to. That was, yeah, because the whole thing is like you're trying not to give yeah. in. So if he was going to give in, he had to knock yeah. the tower over. Yeah, and I think that was like, and this is a, it, they're sacrificing what they want, and that's killing their common enemy. Yeah, uh, to save him, and they're becoming yeah. the, the if, hero. If you had if you had waited like one beat more, or let me have one more move, I I would have said like I would have chosen that moment, like give me what I want, and let the spider live. I would have chosen yeah. that. And I think like what I really love is that like, uh, uh, I know this was like that was the perfect moment. And I love that it was at the bell tower. Yep, uh, that was so good. All right, Mel, can you look up um, the calculation at the end for? Figuring out, uh, you want to use the. Maybe you do your own work, <laughs> Luckily, Blaine doesn't have a mic anymore because now he's just feisty over there. He's getting feisty with his Illimat and his. Yeah. Uh, and his other. Oh, it's stuff. the Crane Life expansion you grabbed? Yeah. Awesome. Villamat. That's great. Great, great. Why are two nuns playing? That's in the. That's just in the. Uh, two nuns yeah. are playing. You don't have the mic. Don't forget. So. Um, Audio media format. So, what Mel's doing, she's looking up what we have to do with our results here. And yeah. then that will kind of how, will explain how we end our story. Let me know when first, you're ready. I think, yeah. For, so first, I think we have to describe like you knocked over the tower. Oh. So you you I'll already sort of did, but describing like gross detail 
giving into okay. like your feelings for Eddie, and then like we kind of like embellish okay. that with each other, and so we really give into. Wait, it. hang on a second, because I could tell you exactly what it says. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It says, "If the tower falls, describe how the character of the player who last touched the tower acts on their feelings." So okay. that's the first thing you do. Okay. So I think what Venom is doing is. Uh, he, they're looking at each other like it's not just side by side not even like just side by side looking it's he's moved at that point those big white so, eyes yeah. again right in front uh, of me and, and he's and is staring at the confidence and, and the drive that Eddie has uh, to to want to accept this alien power and he's uh, and he uh, he uh, giving in to what Eddie wants to what Venom wants to become the single being of Venom uh, in in a almost uh, sexual way uh, and sensual way. No, you say sensual is, is better. Uh, he other well, people decide which one it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys can decide. But he like it, and it almost like he's going in to embrace like like embrace yeah. Eddie. Uh, yeah. In in a sensual way where they're like face to face and as they it's it's not like if it was two humans it would probably be some sort of uh, sensual kiss. Yeah. But it's their faces merging together and and it's amazing. Be, wow. and like the intertwi- intertwining of mm-hmm. Venom's symbiote wrapping around Eddie's muscles yep. and it's like this whole thing I mean, he's is feeling way, every inch yeah, of his body yeah it's not just like a quick transformation like right. it was to save Eddie's life right. I wish everyone could see Blaine's face right now <laughs> Venom is literally like caressing Eddie's skin as he wraps around every part of his body <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what is the next? All thing right, say? so the next thing we do is tell. Excuse me, tally up the total attraction score. I guess, and did they save Spider-Man? I guess I want to make sure we oh, make that clear. Yeah, if that, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the most important is obviously the the joining together, but then the less important part is that then he yeah, saves yeah, Spider-Man. He, yeah, he saves Spider-Man, and he doesn't even kill Goblin. He, you know, yeah. th- th- they Venom, right. uh, you know, just knock him out, and you know. Save Spider-Man and, and anti-hero business. So yeah. it says, when you can tear yourselves away from the climax of your story, <laughs> it's hard to move do. on to the epilogue. So Com- we- combine, combine the number of filled stars on each of your character sheets. This represents your attraction score. When you're done, let me know, and I'll tell you what the chart says. All right, I have eight. I have ten, so that's 18. 18. That's a lot that's of attraction. Good. How many do you have? I have ten. So, so 18. So 18 total. 18 total. Okay, so wait a minute. I feel like that's a lot. I, feel like I don't remember. Yeah. I, like, I've, I've done this a number of times, and I've seen the list. Yeah, 20 plus is... All right, so combine... Combine... Oh. You have to combine your total attraction score. Yeah. So you got... You 18 total. 18, 18 total. Oh, okay, okay. So, sweet, cherished love with the bitter certainty of loss. That's 17 to 19. If you had scored 20 or more, it would... It, you would have had... Your mind is overruled by the frantic beating of your heart. Damn the world. From now on, away. you only Damn. need each other. So you're close, two but poles. Can I, I the read bitter it? certainty of loss is miss- in your future. Yeah, well, I mean, that makes sense. Okay. So I just want to make sure I... Yeah, yeah. Sweet cherished love with the bitter and certainty of there's loss. there's one part after this. It says, your roles of lead and follow are set aside now. The dance is over. Together, tell the end of your character's story. What do they finally say to each other? What still goes unsaid? What do they do? Where do they go? These are all suggestions. Indulge in scenic descriptions and sensual details. This is the grand or taste 
woefully understated finale to your story. All right, so what happens to these two after the, the, the bell tower? You already said they, he embraces the anti-hero nature of, of who he's going to be. And sort of where do they go from there? I, I think what happens is, because if it ends bitterly, like, you know, I think uh, this is what I think happens. And again, this is our own headcanon for, uh, yeah. for Spider-Man and Venom and the, the whole Marvel side, Spider-Verse. Is I think, like, they, they embrace it. Like, they're enjoying, like, this new life of, like, hey, you know what? Being good is not bad like and and yeah like there's something that we are jealous of when it comes to spider-man but we can still do good in our own way yeah and i think like eddie because so what i think that gives eddie is both the power he was attracted to in venom but also he gets to retain that humanity that was yeah. important to him yeah. so he still feels like he's who he himself he's like almost embraced the us mm-hmm. you know nature yes, yeah. like he's found how to be us not just himself and i and i think venom like you know he you know while still kind of maybe has that superior complex uh over humans he he doesn't necessarily care for the his alien race that basically abandoned him like they like it's been how long at this point yeah and he's the no one's come back for him uh he's not he's still on earth so this he is has a new someone home. and he has someone um and and i think it ultimately like where where this ends bitterly, yeah where's the loss i think the loss here is that uh and I think ultimately we don't know what happens to the Venom, the symbiote himself. Uh, but uh, there there comes a moment where there's an immense pain when they're just fighting crime or whatever, and they don't know exactly why. And they're they're God, I wish I knew the guy's name. Uh, Cassidy. What was his? What's the dude's name? Cat. We'll say Cassidy. It's he's got. It. Do you know the Spider Lore enough? No. Okay. Uh, it's so, something Cassidy. Casey Cassidy, maybe. I don't remember. But, yeah. but um, they're like, it's this crazy redheaded maniac that's robbing a bank. But he's not a super yet. And there's something in that moment that causes immense pain in Eddie Venom, and uh, it, it, something off springs off of them as they're fighting crime, and it's it's a painful experience that ultimately leads to uh, the birth of Carnage, and maybe the death of Venom, like. Because that pain separates Venom from oh. Eddie. And oh, I imagine Eddie probably like tries to find Venom and get uh, Venom back. And, I, and I, here's what I think. How, here's what I think. How this, how they actually separate is that when when Carnage is burst, it's Carnage and Venom fighting each other, and there's some sort of explosion that separates. Uh, oh God, I don't know if this is maybe this isn't better, but the the, the explosion uh, to, in order to save Eddie. Uh, Venom has to separate from oh, Eddie. Wow! Uh, and Wait, so so the Venom separates, risking his own life, you know, risking their own life, yeah, to save Eddie's life. Yes, and I think. Oh my gosh! I think what so happens romantic. I think what happens is, uh, like, it, presumably from Eddie's perspective, Venom's portion of the symbiote burns up in the fire. Wow! Uh, and who knows if what happens oh, after that's that? So good! What an amazing epilogue! And but his sacrificial moment birthed their child. Yes. Yes. Incredible! Um, wow. wow, that is that's Starcross. Phrases Star you yeah. didn't think you'd say today. Sacrificial love. His <laughs> sacrificial love birthed their child. Uh, guys, uh, this is a, and if Alex Roberts is listening, this is everything I think I wanted to be and more. This is uh, the the real uh, romance, uh, romantic comedy that we all needed from the Sony 
uh, <laughs> Marvel movie universe. Yes. Uh, and I, uh, I demand this to be part of the sequel. This, like, there's scenes from this that they need to have in that movie. Uh, ben, thank you for playing this game. No, thank you for having me. Uh, and, and Mel, thank you for being in the commentary and helping organize the rules. You are so welcome. Jeff Venom, thanks for stopping by and uh, popping yes. in earlier. Yes. Uh, and Blaine, thanks for stopping by and, and helping us take it home. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I'm going to throw it to me in the future who's going to wrap this up uh, for the big 150. Guys, I really, really loved playing this game. Um, I don't play a lot of role-playing games. Uh, as I would love to be able to play more. And one of the nice things about um, PAX Unplug is uh, I, I was able to pick up a copy of Adventure Tales, uh, which is a very um, rules-like, kid-friendly uh, tabletop role-playing system that, um, despite it being a couple months past PAX Unplugged and not playing it yet, uh, I am really looking forward to sitting down and writing out some adventures and getting into DMing and GMing or whatever you want to call it uh, and running some stuff with my kids and the family uh, to, and, and to get more into gaming that way uh, as well as launching some other projects in 2019 that will get me more involved in the gaming community, um, tabletop role-playing games specifically. Uh, and I hope to do more of it. I'm going to be guesting on more shows this year, I hope. Um, and uh, just doing more with, with that kind of stuff. Um, but big, big, big thanks to um, both Ben and Mel Wallace from the Pot of Love podcast for being part of this episode. Uh, Blaine Martin, thank you for uh, chiming in. And of course, Jeff Stormer, he stopped by. Uh, so thank you all for being part of episode 150. Uh, I, I, I don't even know who to thank, uh, you know, just for, for support, um, for all these episodes, but, um, you know, really this, this episode probably wouldn't have happened without, uh, James D'Amato, if I'm being honest from the one shot podcast, because he's the one that asked me what I was doing or if I was planning anything special for episode 150 when I interviewed him, um, a few months back when he was releasing his book. Uh, and, uh, it got me thinking and, and, you know, for episode 100, uh, we put on a live show at a Malcolm comics and coffee house and played Jeff Stormer's mission accomplished. Um, and I wanted to do something like that again, uh, and not necessarily book a live show. Uh, it all kind of came together where, uh, we were talking on Twitter about star crossed, uh, and uh, something about venom, uh, came up because of the movie that came out. So, uh, it kind of clicked and made sense. And I said, that's what we're doing for episode 150. And we were able to make it happen at PAX Unplugged. Uh, and I'm so, so happy that we did. Of course, this episode also wouldn't have happened without Alex Roberts. So thank you to her for, for um, you know, designing such a wonderful, heartwarming, fun game to play. Um, Starcrossed is, is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, and... Um, as much as uh, being a, a listener of it on several other podcasts uh, and not really understanding, like, man, is there really that much tension in it? When you're playing, there's tensions there. Uh, and I, I think you guys heard it in this um, in this podcast. So, uh, you know, uh, great game. Highly recommend it. Um, I believe it's now available, so you, you can pick it up now if you didn't back it on Kickstarter. Um, and, and, you know, I just want to thank all you guys, the listeners, for, you know, listening and every week whether whether you're you know this is your first choice whether you're here with us every week whether you just pop in when there's a guest here that you like 
Um, thank you so much for supporting this show. Uh, just by simply listening, uh, it means the world to me. I love podcasting. I love this medium. Um, and I hope that I bring something different to the table with everything is awesome. I hope that we are showcasing, um, just everything that, that is, I believe an interest to people and, uh, means something to people. So, um, so I'm going to wrap up because I know there's some more stuff that's going to happen. That's part of our normal uh, close for the show, and I, and I don't want to keep you here too much longer. So once again, thank you to uh, Jeff Stormer, Ben Wallace, Mel Wallace, Blaine Martin, Alex Roberts, James D'Amato, uh, Mike D'Angelo, um, and uh, just uh, just everyone that's that's been part of this show for the last 150-plus uh, episodes, if I'm being honest, because we've had some bonus episodes and whatnot. So thank you all for being part of the show, for listening to the show. Uh, and I hope you guys really enjoyed episode 150 here. If you're listening to this now, uh, very shortly, uh, if not already, episode 151 is already out where I sit down and chat with the creator and designer of Starcrossed uh, one, Alex Roberts. So stay tuned for that. Uh, you know, maybe take a break, take a nap. Uh, I understand you just sat down with us for two hours, but then come back and listen to my conversation with Alex. Uh, amazing conversation. What a fun, just such a good, good person Alex is. So, uh, thank you all so much once again. Uh, and I'm going to let, uh, the other me, the more automated me kind of wrap things up here. See you next time. We like to end everything is awesome with a call to action. Super friends, there are a lot of terrible things happening right now. It can feel like you can't do anything to help, but you can. It takes people like us to make a difference. One of the easiest and most effective ways to action is to call your representatives about issues that are important to you. When I call my reps, I use a site called 5calls.org. That's the number 5calls.org. There, you'll find issue summaries for issues that are important to you, contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across. Calling is quick, easy, and is one of the most effective ways to have your voice heard. Thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon.com slash That Entertains. Without their support, we wouldn't be able to bring this episode to you. If you want to support us in a non-monetary way, word-of-mouth recommendations and five-star rating reviews on iTunes are the best way to spread the good word of awesome. You can find us on Facebook.com and Twitter at RealAwesomePod or at AwesomePodcast on Instagram. And we're available on AwesomePodcast.com and ThatEntertains.com slash network. Get news about everything is awesome from our website, social media accounts, and also on my personal Twitter at ThatNerdyKev. If you're interested in ad rates, live appearances, help with your podcast, or have a question or comment, email us at awesome at CrudeHumorStudios.com. Everything is Awesome is a production of That's Entertainment Podcast Network in association with Crude Humor Studios. Crude Humor Studios is a Philadelphia-based production company specializing in audio, video, and live performances. You can find more info at CrudeHumorStudios.com. Thanks for listening, super friends. We've been awesome. That's Entertainment Podcast Network. Entertainment and culture. Artist-owned, fan-supported.